Oh, look at that. We're here. I don't even know what episode we're on. Just a few weeks late. I don't know. It's been forever in a day. That's okay. Six weeks, I think. Something like that. I'm coughing and hacking. Jim's coughing and hacking. More of a bark. Mike's yeah. breaking out in hives and migraines and IVs. It's been been bad. It's been really bad. We're in rough shape, eh? <laughs> it, it, Pretty it, soon the next MBM <laughs> podcast will be from the emergency room. <laughs> Live from the emergency room. At Sioux Area Hospitals. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, you know, if there was a never, never a better time to, to use the word <laughs> show, it'd be right now. What's the, uh, what's the doctor's name from The Simpsons? Uh, isn't it? Is it Gupta? No. No. Uh, I have no idea. Hold on, I'll Google it here. But uh, yeah, just continue. I'll Google it and then I'll come back in. Why with did that you thought. have that kind of a doctor? No. That's okay. So I went to the doctor's yesterday to have my ear looked at because you know I've had a leak. The doctor takes the little thing to look at my ear. He goes, "You've got a hole in your eardrum." And, like the way he <laughs> said it though was like he was just utterly shocked that I had a hole. <laughs> hey in my... Jim, Jim, haven't I always said he's got a hole in his head? Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> Got more, got more than one there, big guy. So it's been, uh, yeah, it's been forever since we've been doing this deal. I've been still busy doing the other podcast there with Tim Smith. Those have been fun, but it's uh, it's Dr. nice to have Nick. you guys, Doctor Nick Riviera, MBM podcast live from Surya Hospitals with Doctor Nick. Yeah, Doctor Nick. <laughs> okay, sorry. Well, it's all right, bro. And thought complete. <laughs> How's, how's uh, Tim doing there? Did he take over as uh, chair, uh, chairman of the board? I don't... Uh, I think that's what's going on, but he's still doing... Uh, oh. Yeah, we kind of oh. took that episode I had talked to you guys about, and it's still in the can, actually, believe it or not. Okay. So... Uh, Should we talk about his picture on the back of the magazine? or An RC driver? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. He sent it to... I guess somebody sent it to him on Facebook, and he... He sent it to me. I was it that kid, eh? That he uh, uh, Adam Munz, yeah, yeah, that does the RC Fest. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Eh? Yeah. yeah, wish we could get our picture in a magazine. One day, intend anybody, <laughs> MBM podcast picture in a magazine. I bet you we could get ourselves on live RC. I bet you. Oh, you know what I never did was try to reach out to Eric. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. I'm gonna send him an email, see if we can get him while we're actually live. While we're live. I was going to oh. try and t- actually do an interview with Tim live from RCX last weekend, but um, oh, things are just, just things. Yeah, <laughs> I started getting pretty sickly with my ear, and yeah, yeah. When I was here on when was it Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday? Yeah, you weren't doing too good. No, yeah, that was uh, that was actually about that time when it uh, finally decided to spring its leak. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty bad. It's like, what is this stuff going on in my head? Yeah, literally, and he sent me pictures of it. Yeah, there was like a big nodule of something that popped out. Yeah, I'm gonna assume maybe my old tube was kind of stuck and lodged kind of sideways, maybe plugging the hole, mm-hmm. and all the pressure from the crap gave it the the boot out. Was it coming out like honey? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember being a kid swimming up at Hiawatha. This guy Brian, I looked over, and he had literally like. Like yellowish, yellowish honey coming out of his ear. He got go, beaver pee in his ear. I go, what is that in your ear? And he looked at me, he, like he already knew. It's like, oh, I have an ear infection. Oh, that's it was gross. Of course, we all made fun of him. It works best when you warm it up. So if I take like a hot water bottle and put it on there for like an hour, oh. it was the yellow, like like that uh, <clears throat> bag of their canvas thing. Yeah, yeah, about that. Oh, <laughs> it's pretty nasty. Never seen such a thing like that. <laughs> 
It is pretty nasty. So actually, in this episode, I think we're just going to kind of talk about what we're going to be doing this uh, throughout this summer, what our plans are. Um, when, I, was, when was Casey's spring thing? Spring? <coughs> spring. Um, that was like at the end of April. Was it April? Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I think it was like the 25th. Can I, can I tell you something about that? Yeah. Jim, I, Jim made it. I made it, yeah. And I forgot my batteries because I'm an idiot. But when I got home, <laughs> you know what my wife said to me? What? Why are you home so soon? I literally like threw my arms up there like, what do you mean? I thought she had to work. No, she was going to her friends uh, not till like 8 o'clock at night. I go, exactly. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? I missed the mains? She said, it's not my fault you're an idiot. <laughs> like... Wow. Well, technically, it's not her fault that you're. No, here, I know but... it's it's sad because it's the truth. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, that was that was fun times. That was fun times. And of course, uh, I went to Vegas since the last time we've been on. I did a little interview there with. Uh... Oh crap! I don't want to screw up his. La- what think... was her name again? Who? <laughs> <laughs> no. The uh, Eddie Eddie Fikes from RC Tracks Las Vegas. I got a little three minute interview there. That uh, will, uh, I guess we could insert it pretty much anywhere here in the... Uh... Insert now. Yeah, hang on a minute. Actually, wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Where are you going? I'm going nowhere. I'm going to unplug something. If I, as long as I don't royally mess something up. <laughs> He's making technical adjustments while we're live. Nice. So if you win the lottery, Matt, are you going to go live in Vegas and buy a house near the track so you can walk I don't know if I'm going to go live in Vegas but I'm certainly going to probably look at having vacation property in Vegas good idea and and a private jet on hand for whenever the three of us just want to go on (laughs) that would be nice (laughs) go run RC's once you go to Vegas you just want to go back I'm sure I'm pretty sure I could probably convince uh, Chris who owns RC Tracks Las Vegas to let us keep some rigs there yep (laughs) we'll have enough money we could just buy one every time we go no that's a waste of money Listen, if I win the lottery, that's great and everything, but we're still not just going to waste it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure convincing my wife about the private jet to get us to Vegas whenever we want is going to be enough of a... <laughs> of a that's probably going to cost you about 1500 But when you think about it, $1,500. $1,500 for what? For, for To rent the jet to get you there and get you Maybe back. Maybe 15000 No, no. Yeah. You can get the group rate, no? Group <laughs> rate? <laughs> <sighs> I'm telling you, one of these days... Star Trek will be a reality. And we'll just we be just, able to teleport there? Yeah, that's it. Scotty, beat me to Vegas. Or wherever. What, do you got the interview on your phone? Yeah, I recorded it on my phone. <laughs> You're not going to make us listen to it, are you? Dude, it's three minutes long. Oh, perfect. Nap time. Ravioli's <laughs> in a nap. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, while Matt's loading this, I suggest everybody out there listens to this... Uh, YouTube video <laughs> comedian thing that was brought to my attention. When you're on your computer, Google Amy Schumer and it is Milk Milk Lemonade. <laughs> I suggest you don't play it when there's anyone under the age of 14, 16. And then if you're laughing hysterically after you watch that one, then go ahead and watch her <laughs> one that's Finger Blasters. <laughs> <laughs> that one's pretty I'm telling you, it will be stuck in your head for life. And you will be a better person after watching those two videos. Okay, let's see how loud this is going to be. Okay, so I'm here with Eddie at uh, RC Tracks of Las Vegas. And 
Eddie, I understand you've been here since before the track's been? Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, uh, like, how, to, how did this all come to fruition, you know, outdoor, 8-scale, 10-scale tracks? Like, where, where did that all start? Uh, Who got the grand idea? My buddy Chris Toko. It was like, uh, he came, he moved out here from California. Been racing with him since, geez, like, 05 or something like that, maybe even before. Uh, he moved out here from California, nowhere to race, but the indoor track 702, and then maybe six, eight months after he moved here, or maybe a little longer after that, but we had started hearing rumors about something going on and something going on, and then, bam, and then bam. found out who it was, and then here we are. Well, that's awesome. Little, that's cool. So tell me, I guess, obviously, then Chris had a lot to do with getting the 2016 Worlds here. Yeah. So what was that like, finding out that it was going to happen? It's pretty dope. Yeah? It's pretty dope, because, like, me being, I'm never going to travel to go to one. So yeah. being in the States and in my own city, yeah. perfect. <laughs> never mind where, right where you work? <laughs> For right where I work. Yeah. So I get to watch and do whatever, maybe even probably not, but it is what it is, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so what do you do mostly for, uh, like, around here? What, what's your what's your job title? There's no job title. Whatever needs to be done. Work in the hobby shop, help customers, you know, help tune, water the tracks, the track maintenance, whatever. Whatever needs to be done. That's awesome. You know, Cool, cool. Well, obviously, I'm I'm from a long ways away, and uh, I mostly run indoor carpet. Okay. So this is different for definitely me. different for me. I wish I would have had a different set of front tires, but it is what it is. So with the whole live time, I think you were the star of the uh, show for the live time <laughs> video, video, right? Yeah, yeah. video. Yeah. So what's it been like getting live time integrated with the, the track and everything like that? Has it went over really well, or it's, was it a... It's good. Yeah. It's really good. I, I still have every... From Silver State, I still have every printout that I, you know from every run of mine and a couple guys that I was racing with I have theirs too so it's like all the customers like it everybody's okay so so say a guy like me comes all the way from god knows where how does somebody like me maybe get my name in there and get to see what I'm running for lap times unfortunately we don't have it it's not uh hooked up to the 10 track um (laughs) reason being is the program's not capable because we're like the only track in the country that has two tracks on the same property. Oh, nice, so nice. It's, they, they, Testing the limits. Now you're putting Brandon to work. <laughs> Brandon's going yeah. to work. So he's like not a priority, but he's working on it. So awesome, awesome. Him, so. Cool. Well, guys, I just wanted to give you a quick little uh, interview here while I was out at uh, RC Tracks in Las Vegas. And I guess that's going to be all that I got for you. I'm going to go back and run my car a little more. And by the way, it's hot as balls out here, guys. Hot as balls. 100 degrees. Yeah. Shh, don't tell me. Yeah, I know. My chassis is 114. <laughs> yes, sir. See you. We'll talk to you after, guys. So that's it. See? Three minutes. Wasn't too bad. I had to say Eddie is, is one cool dude. <laughs> He's, uh, yeah, it was awesome. The, the experience from there, yeah, I got to come plug it back in. Matt's wife actually went to the track. That's actually very impressive. She even drove like two laps. Yeah, man. that's right. Yeah, it was like she in tried awe when you were texting me there. She she tried. She did horribly, <laughs> but she tried. Oh, it's probably not exactly the easiest track to put a wheeler around. Uh, it wasn't too too bad. It was fairly uh, fairly nice layout. Um, there was a monster triple at the back, <laughs> which I've got some videos which I'll put up from uh, a guy. Chad Adams actually is his name. I met him. Uh, he had brought his two-wheel drive uh, SC10 out and was running. And it was just it was kind of cool. Like, I went and practiced and met a couple of people. There was another guy there was there on his lunch break. I don't know how long his lunch break is. It must have been, like, ridiculously long because he was there as long as I was, which is probably about three hours or so. Yeah. But he uh, he was running an eight-scale, um, I want to say it was a Kyosho. 
I think it was a Kyosho <clears throat> uh, nitro buggy, and it was uh, all bad for me. Yeah. All bad because you know what happens when you see them. It's like, yeah. oh, it's so pretty. <laughs> you know, speaking of pretty, <laughs> and I gotta, I gotta. This is a shout out to uh, what's her name, Kara Tompkins. Yeah, if she listens, <laughs> my God, that girl gets my attention. Every single time she makes a post on Facebook, I introduced Jim to her the other night, and like I'm not—I don't want to sound like a pig here, but man, that is one beautiful girl. Yeah, she is a and pretty girl. She is in our hobby, and that just makes me smile. And all me and Jim said to each other was, "We need a girl like that here, because you would have more dudes wanting to race just because the girl like that would be around." No. Happen is you'd have everybody that's in her classes go up to the board to see what heat they're gonna be like. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm not yeah. in her. I'm not, I'm not in, in the A main. Damn. Oh well, I'll watch it from the track stand. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. So sorry, I just you. Yeah, you made a little bell go off in my head. No, you know it's kind of funny you say that, right? Because I interviewed her with uh, Tim. Yeah, through Tim. That's yeah. what kind of brought. Yeah, I was like, oh, I gotta and, check this out. And uh, you know, so of course I checked her out on Facebook and everything like that before we had her on because I'd like to kind of have an idea who I'm talking to, and. It was just funny. Like, you know, she'd post a picture of herself, and they'd come out in droves, in droves. <laughs> and you'd literally just sit there and hit refresh, 60 comments, refresh. Oh, yeah. 70 comments, oh, refresh, yeah. 100 comments. It's like, oh, my one, God. One day I made the mistake of making a comment on one. Yeah, your thing, notification thing. Oh, gives. my God. <laughs> my battery on my phone went from 80% to 30 in about 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, man, it was unreal. But anyways... Like I said, I don't even know what you said that made me think of that. But um, so we can't oh, something about someone's Kyosho being yeah. beautiful, and she's sponsored by Kyosho, yes, right? Yeah, yeah, she is. So that's what it was. Yeah. So that's the trigger word, Kyosho, and just <laughs> yeah, bing. First thing that comes to mind is yeah, a little drool. I'll make sure well, I'll send her a link there when this is posted. Uh, yeah, we'll be just, like just fast forward <laughs> to this part. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, you're gonna want to listen to this one uh, specific section <laughs> of our podcast. Then maybe the rest of it. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Matt, I think uh, Eric oh. there. Is ready to go. Oh, he is. Oh, he is ready. Yeah, we literally threw together an interview for this podcast together in the last 10 minutes. Uh, Matt's getting things ready here. Eric uh, Jensen's his name. He is from the Wisconsin area, I believe. He's part of the Live RC team. And we'll kind of let him fill in the rest once we get him on the line. Yeah, pretty much. Hey, guys. Hey, Eric. Hey. Hey. How's, how's, how's it going? Good, oh. you? Oh, good. We uh, we were sitting down. We were live right now, recording, not live to the world. But yeah, right. we were. We kind of had this. I was like, oh, I should see if Eric's available because it's actually an impromptu interview, <laughs> and it's Friday yeah, night. Yeah. <laughs> How's things? Uh, oh. oh, we got you there, Eric. Yeah, yeah, it broke up there for a second. How uh, how you how you been? How are things okay. down on your end? Oh, oh, bad connection. Internet connection problem. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got my, some. You got uh, some. Well, Wi-Fi is not so good here. Oh, it's. it's Let me see if I can go somewhere else and get better. At least Eric's being honest. That's his Wi-Fi. <laughs> I was just about to make yeah. a comment. There's my say, new 60 meg internet working great. He's <laughs> gonna say how many people are watching Netflix at once in this house. Right, that shouldn't matter. Dude, I did a speed test today. Came back at 70. Nice. I'm getting 10 more meg than I'm paying for. Now that I said it, my ISP is probably going to castrate me down to 40. <laughs> yeah. no kidding. Sounds a little better now, eh, Eric? Yeah, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Like I've got a little, more, a little more bars now. Sweet. I was uh, asking you there how things have been since we last saw you there in St. Ignace. 
Uh, it's been good. Um, haven't really, haven't done any racing actually since that. Yeah, we've only done one race since, which was our local uh, club race up here. Yeah, how'd that guys, how'd that go for you guys? The general consistent consensus? Well, yeah. I, I got two plaques. <laughs> uh, no, it was good. It was good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and uh, we'll see what next year brings for everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I, Rick was supposed to come up to that, wasn't he? Yeah, he was waiting for his passport, passport. and it did not make it in time, unfortunately. Oh, we were hoping bummer. we were hoping that you would make a grand entrance like you did into St. Ignace. Yeah, fly in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a little expensive to do twice in <laughs> such a short time. <laughs> uh, you, you have a little more incentive now because you actually know some people up here. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You know, had a great time, too. Sa- so. Save you on a hotel, maybe. Yeah, well, that wasn't so bad because we split it with Riggs, so. Yeah, well, that's okay. Uh, yeah, we, we can it lay. It was only one night. We got lots of coaches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Rick, yeah, but you guys, oh, did you? You guys weren't driving back every night, were you? Oh yeah, we're only from Saint Ignace. We're only forty-five 40 minutes. Forty minutes, fifty minutes depends. Oh man, you know. I still wouldn't. Have, I still wouldn't have driven that far. Well, maybe. Uh, we're cheap. Yeah, because my, my local outdoor track, I suppose, is about 45 minutes. So. Yeah. Well, and the other problem is, is the Canadian dollar at that time was at like 30 cents on yeah, the dollar. Yeah, it was cuckapoo. Oh, uh, so, yeah. It was just, it was cheaper. Hotels, not, yeah. Yeah, it was cheaper just to drive back and forth. We're all hacking mm-hmm. along over here. That's why it's been so long since we've put a podcast down. No one's been feeling good. And every time we go to schedule it, it's been Somebody's one of us is not, sick yeah. or uh, it's just been brutal. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some of the uh, the Facebook posts uh, <laughs> yeah, you with the uh, migraines and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah you that, saw that me. Stinks. Saw me all wired up there uh, Monday. Yeah, yeah, good times. I was out washing my truck when you sent that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eric, um, I guess give us the uh, your history, who you are, where you're from, what you do, what you don't do, all that jazz. Um, my history, huh? Um, well, uh. I'm not shy about my age. I was born in 1972, so yeah, that makes me 43. Um, uh, I got into um, playing with radio-controlled cars, uh, geez, like age 12, when I got the actual first hobby-quality RC car. Uh, I was, to me, a Subaru Brat. Um, I chose that because my dad actually had a Subaru Brat, the real one. So Father I had to have the, the RC car version. Father like son? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, except his, his, he had the newer body style than the Tamiya one was. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I played with that for a long time. Got into racing at about uh, 19, I think it was. Um, I went to our local track. Um, it's a non-profit club called uh, MARCA, stands for Madison Area Radio Control Car Association. And uh, I went in to race, uh, it was called a gearbox <laughs> oval class. So it was basically take an off-road buggy and or truck, which I don't even know if their trucks were available at that time, stadium trucks. Um, usually it was like buggies, and it was a gearbox class, and you ran oval. Um and that was the first time I'd seen a pan car go around. And it was also the first time I'd seen anybody race with a pistol grip radio because I was using a stick radio. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And this was like uh, mid-December. Um, and, 
and the next two weeks they were not going to be doing any racing because it was the Christmas and New Year's. So during that time, I used my Christmas money to go buy a pan car and a pistol grip radio and to race the pan car class because, man, those things looked awesome. They just looked like they were on rails. <laughs> so I, I had to have one. So, yeah, I blew all my Christmas money on that race oval. And uh, uh, that was a big learning curve, trying to learn how to drive a pan car that was really reactive compared to an old off-road vehicle and a pistol grip radio at the same time compared to this two-stick I was used to using. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, that would have been and, a good show. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't too bad. The first time I set the car down, I didn't realize that you had to have traction compound on the rear tires. So, yeah, it was really slick, and I made, like, a lap or two and, you know, talked to the, the other racers and, like, oh, yeah, here, put this on your tires. And, yeah, put that on the tires, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this is way better. I'm hooked now. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, Sounds like us, eh, Matt? Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> We're always yeah, the learning. whole learning curve. Yeah, when you first go, you, you just, you're completely clueless. You don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, so uh, um, after that, well, I just, I raced over for a long time until it just got to be just a big money war. And um, at the time, the club was also doing um, carpet off-road. And that had been, that still had been like early, mid-90s or so. Um, and they were doing foam tires on stadium trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so they probably yeah, mid to late 90s. And that started to get a little bit bigger. And so, um, and the, our track layout started to get much cooler. And we were starting to have bigger jumps and stuff. So... I, I got into that, um, and that was all during our winter racing. The, I, the, I did summer racing too, and the club had an outdoor off-road track, uh, so I did. We did that in the summer, but you know, since I live in Wisconsin, we have winters. We can't be racing outside. So, <laughs> you haven't experienced a Canadian winter yet, though. They get it just as bad. No, there. yeah, actually, you know, yeah. And I hate winters. Why even live in the state? I still haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have that conversation about why we live where we live all the time, too. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and now you're racing, um, you're more racing indoor carpet? Yeah, yeah. So we still do, I still do the carpet off-road stuff um, with the, the same club. And uh, in the summer times, um, a lot of times there's a, another track not too far from here, like I said earlier, about 45 minutes from mm-hmm. me, um, called the Clark RC Park. Okay. Um, and they do, you know, outdoor dirt off-road. Um, and a lot of times I'll do eight scale. Um, I did nitro for a long time, but then I discovered electric <laughs> eight scale a few years ago. And I was like, dude, yeah, nitro. Unreal, eh? <laughs> I know, it's unreal the power that these electric cars have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah me and Matt kind of did that whole, eh? Well, let's buy nitros. They're awesome. They're fast. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, you bought that, I think it was the Summit, eh? Yeah, about the Summit. And that put mm-hmm. the perspective to how powerful an electric motor can be. And <laughs> that was the end of nitros for us at that time. Yeah. Well, I think yep. it was the day you were over at my place, and I'm tooling around with the Summit, screwing around, <laughs> and you're over there trying to get your nitro, nitro running. running. And I think yeah. you had that moment of like, <laughs> Yeah, enough. What am I doing? <laughs> I am wasting my day. Yeah. There's a place for nitro, but. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And then uh, you're also, uh, Eric, you're involved with uh, Live RC, correct? Yes. Um, I do a few events a year. I do um, the major events like the Nationals and the Worlds, uh, Dirt Nitro Challenge. Um, did Silver State this year, too. Wow, awesome. Um, you're, produ- you're a producer, right? I'm the producer, yep. So awesome. I'm the guy that sits and watches all the monitors, pushes the buttons every time there's a camera change. That's me. Um or, you know, if the graphics are getting put up when you get the ticker that goes across the screen, I have to make sure that that's up there and that's running right. Um, or sometimes there's a lower thirds where, if, you know, there's doing an interview or something, I'll put up a lower third at the bottom or whoever we're following that track says, you know, okay, we're following Jared Tebow or whatever. Right uh, that's me pushing all the buttons. So when it's going wrong, we know who to point the finger at now? Um, when things, yeah, on that end, sure, yes. I'm just teasing you, man. You know what's going to happen now in the chat? Mike and I are going to be in there. Come on, Eric, get with the program. What are you doing? (laughs) It happens. Why is the ticker the wrong race? Yeah, that that has happened. It does. I do make mistakes every now and then. We're all human, eh? Yep, exactly. Right on. And, uh, are you a sponsored driver? I am not. No way. I don't. I don't remember. Unless you count Visa. (laughs) Yeah, Visa. No, you're sponsoring them. Right. (laughs) That's backwards. Oh yeah. And what uh, I I forget only because it's been so long ago. What uh, kind of RCs? What brand do you run? Um, I'm running a Serpent um, SRX2 uh, mid motor for my two wheel drive buggy, and I have a Drango DES 210R stadium truck. Um, at the moment, and I actually have two eight scales that I'm actually selling. A couple serpent eight scales, oh, uh, right nitro on. buggy and electric buggy. I'm actually selling to a friend here pretty soon. Can, can we talk Just, about the the stadium trucks? Sure. For a second, what uh, I'm drawing a blank. What was the other gentleman that was with you? Uh, Tim McNamara. Tim. Oh my yep. God, you two mm-hmm. guys are yeah. mind blowing. Watching you two dominate that track at Casey's, it hurt. And I didn't even, I don't even race stadium truck. I think I need to pull up my pants. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry about that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, it is truly impressive. Because, like, you know, we race with some of those guys, and, you know, we struggle, you know, keeping up with some of them, depending on who it is. Again, we don't race the stadium trucks, but even in the buggies. And it yeah. was just like, oh, my God. Now, I know in, in conversation, uh, and I want to just revisit that, which was, the type of tracks that you guys run versus that style of track that was at the in St. Ignace. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know the comment was like, that was actually a very simplistic track compared to what you guys normally run on. Correct. Yeah. Um, yes and no. Um, our tracks, we have a lot more jumps. <laughs> we, we almost never have a straightaway. Right. Where there isn't something in it. Like there's, um, so did you so, find that as a chat, like a challenge? Because, like the whole length of that track was a straightaway at one point, right? So, you know, did you have to kind of adjust your gearing for that, being that you, you you're used to not being able to get to that top speed, or? Um, actually, no. Um, I didn't change anything as far as gearing goes. Um, uh, I guess I've actually there's a couple times where we've had straightaways, and so my car is kind of geared for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but since I was running a boosted, my buggy was running a 13.5 boosted mm-hmm. um and we've uh, tim has kind of figured out uh how 
this whole timing thing works. And so we've kind of all adapted his, his theory on uh, using the, the boost. Um, so it's almost always boosting it at some point. And when we're still running at the lower RPMs through the infield stuff, mm-hmm. it's not really cooking the motor. So, um, so he was boosted, and if I remember right, he had a 93 spur and a 16 tooth pinion, right? Uh, that sounds about right. I'm not 100% sure what he's running. Oh, oh no, I'm pretty, no, I'm pretty yeah. damn sure Jim yeah. knows exactly so what it was. At our last track, I tried that same setup on my stadium truck, mm-hmm. and it was slow. Yeah, it, you have to boost it. In yeah. fact, uh, in his buggy during our main event for our buggy, um, he's running basically the same thing. We're both running 13.5s that are boosted. Mm-hmm. Well, his sensor wire came off in the middle of the, at the in the main, and he couldn't make that, that double right in front of the driver's stand. No. That was relatively easy. He was casing it, and I could see it out of the corner of my eye the one time where he cased it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and it just looked ridiculous. And somebody, somebody actually posted a video of that. So go back and watch that video. You'll see. You'll see when it happened. Yeah, that'd be our yep. guy, Scott Avery, over at Fathead Racing. Also, also I have another question, too. Now, he, uh, Tim there, he was running uh, HPI uh, Trebadors, I believe. Uh, I think that's what they are. Yeah, they're for, the for stock tires that come on the HPI Blitz. Okay, is it this, truck. the compound? <laughs> is it the hard compound or the soft compound? It's the... D, as in Delta. Okay. Yep. Okay. Because I have... this, this has been eating away at Jim. Hey, I'm telling you, you have no idea. Well, <laughs> I've watched the video like a thousand times, and then I I was there live, and I could hear his truck going around the corner, and the thing is gripping like crazy, and it's it's been haunting me, <laughs> yeah. you know. And I spent a, a bloody fortune on tires. I mean, every kind of tire you could imagine. For a race day each month, I got a new set of tires, <laughs> and here this guy comes out with these HPI. Things that I, I could have got back in 2008. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, in our, the guys in our that run short course at our club stumbled on that because somebody had bought one of those HPI Blitz trucks that, that the tires came with it, and they discovered bone stock. The truck worked pretty well. Yeah. It was because of those tires. Well, a guy was telling me, too, that they used to race, race stock, and Team Associated tires are terrible. You know this the stock short course truck versus the HPI Blitz. So here they would take the Blitz tires and put them on the Team Associateds, and everybody was fast and equal. But once uh, they yeah. but once they stuck with the Team Associated tires, they, they just couldn't keep up with them. Yeah. But you'd think after all these years that they'd have a better tire compound than what they had years ago. Yeah. But Bruce, so, Bruce in the video. So Eric. <laughs> Yes. What I got to ask you then is, is uh, what's it take to get into uh, Tim McNamara's head to learn this timing trick that he's uh, magically dreamed up? Well, we can only use it if we're in mod. That's the problem. It doesn't matter. Share it with the friends out there, you know? True. I guess. Well, yeah. he does a much better job of explaining because I'm still not clear. I just <laughs> use it and it works. He, he, he tried to explain it to me. And I go, yeah. dude, dude, slow down. You're on a different level than I am. <laughs> right. He's, he is an intense he was, dude. He was yes. funny, though. He was, yes. he was funny about it. I love that, though. I like. I thoroughly enjoyed him talk. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed getting to meet you, Rick, and Tim. Uh, it was definitely a, an experience that, I don't know, it was kind of, how would you say it, Matt? Me and you were talking about it after. It was, 
to think that we started this podcast, we're in Matt's basement, and, you know, here we are talking and meeting people from all over, and we probably would have met you anyways. Mm-hmm. But you know, you guys said to us down there, you know, oh, we like the podcast. Keep you know, keep it yeah, up, and, the, the, and that was the thing. It was like, holy man, you know, we actually have reached to people that we don't even realize, and whether we have an effect in their life or their hobby or whatever. And I mean, it was just, it was really. Um, I'm trying to think of the word. It, humbling, humbling. For me. That's the yeah. When when, and I believe it was Eric who actually said it. He's like. He's like, you know, keep up the good work on the podcast. And I went and I sat down at my yeah. pit, and I'm like, holy shit. Well, then you find out that he's part of the live RC well, then, team, then, right? And then later and I found out, so like... I had a second holy <laughs> moment. I went and sat down, I'm like, holy <laughs> <laughs> You know, so for us, we were kind of, again, it was, I used the word starstruck, eh? Like, I think back when we did our first interview with Ty Tessman. Yeah. I was starstruck seeing you guys. Are you kidding me? But you see what I mean? It, it's... <laughs> But again, it's humbling, right? Like, it's just kind of like, oh my God. And it just, you know, we really haven't been able to put a podcast together for multiple reasons. And now Mm -hmm. we're sitting here and it's kind of hitting me again, right? Like, it's like, holy cow, you know, here we are talking to this Eric Jensen guy who's... It's so much bigger than I think what we all thought it was going to be when it started. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's awesome. And like I said, getting to talk with you guys was just... And then, again, the funny story was you flew from... uh, You guys in Wisconsin, (laughs) correct? (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Into St. Ignace, yep. Michigan, and me and Matt were just leaving that, that night. And as you were coming into the airfield, we were doing the, holy crap, look at that plane. Well, that was you guys. Yeah, and I'm like, holy, look at how close those damn <laughs> yeah, birds all were. All the seagulls were flying all over the place. <laughs> you know, and it just, I don't know, I just, I guess we're just having one of those moments, uh, you know, like a couple little kids down here. and One of us needs to get our damn pilot license. That'll make it yeah, easier no to kidding. get the No, just make him fly yeah. to us. Come pick us up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a blast, and that was really my first, uh, you know, long cross country, I guess, you know, flight like that. Because uh, I actually just got my pilot's license in November. Oh wow! So you haven't had it that yeah. long then. That's sweet. No, no, but uh, yeah, I try to do, I try to do, get out and fly every week at least. You know, just yeah, to I, stay, I keep fresh on it. Now that I have you on Facebook, there, I saw the last set of pictures there when you were out and. You know, oh, yeah. it's just pretty beautiful. You know, you see the pictures from the sky and you don't realize, you know, how, how beautiful uh, the area is where we live. And, yep. you know, it's not much different where you are from where we are. Yeah, but there's a lot less lights out there as I discovered when we left on Saturday night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me tell you, I, I haven't flown out of uh, a place as dark as that. Yeah, see. My experience. I've heard about it in all through my training. And yeah, that was an eye opener. Was the Mackinac the, Bri- the Mackinac Bridge must have been a sight then at night with it lit up? Did you see that? I didn't even look. Oh my I god! I was so focused. That would have been behind them. I dude, I tell you what, I was so focused on what I was doing because yeah. uh, they always tell you this in training when you're flying at night, like out over an ocean, is what they these are a large body of water where there's no lights to give you reference to the ground. Yep. You can't tell which way is up and which way is down. Wow. Yeah, I never thought so of that. So we got off the ground. I mean, we were literally two feet off the ground, and I instantly realized I had no reference to the ground. So I had to look just basically at the read the instruments. I had to follow. I just had to fly by instruments. Yeah, that would be uh, nerve-wracking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, did, how did Tim deal with that? 
Uh, he was fine. He was, uh, if you can believe it, he was quiet most of the time. I was going to say, he was either really quiet yeah. or he was nonstop talking and Eric was ignoring yeah, no, him. Yeah, he was probably really quiet he's, because he yeah, was... He's uh, very, uh, he talks a lot in our club, but he's he's awesome. Yeah, oh, he knows, like, like I said, I just I kind of cut you off from explaining the whole timing thing there. And it mm-hmm. just, it was like talking to him, man, he just, he would, he, he talks at 90 miles a minute. Yep. And you almost have to like process after he takes a breath what he was yeah. saying because you're just like and you're just like man this guy is such a wealth of it he's like an encyclopedia yeah, <laughs> you yeah know? can i go get my he, phone he really i need is. to record this <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna have to listen to it 12 times to figure out what the hell you're telling me <laughs> so try to explain it to us eric what this whole timing thing is I, i'm interested to know i'll just tell you the numbers how's that sure because that's really all you need to know. So don't use the turbo at all. Now we're talking about Tekans because we all, most of our club uses the Tekan speed controllers. Uh, so the RSRs Pro or Gen 2s, whatever. Beautiful. Um, so we don't use any turbo. Um, we just use the boost. So you have to put it in censored only mode, which pretty much everybody uses on electric yeah. anyway. Um, so censored only mode. And, Put your boost at about 20,000. That's, you know, the, the usual the high point for 20,000 is the high point. Right. And then for the low number, choose your lowest number. So, which is usually, if it's 20,000, it's usually like 893. It's about 900 for, for the start RPM. That's where your boost is going to start coming in. Right. And it's going to add all that boost, uh, you know, all the way between 900 RPM and 20,000 and then then set your boost. Um, we usually set our boost between like twenty and thirty. Yeah, I think that's uh, a percent, eh? Yeah, twenty yeah. and thirty percent. I think is what it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I think my stadium truck was at twenty-five, and I think my buggy set at thirty on the boost. Hmm. Yeah. The one one thing I don't understand about boost is what is the percentage of like? Is it a percentage of the mode like? The motor's RPM without boost? Actually, wait. I guess, actually, the answer to that depends on what version of software, software. or firmware you're using in the speed controller. Because Tekken changed it at one point. Right. It was a percentage at one point, but now I think on the newer versions... It's just it's, a number, eh? Like one through five or something? I think it's the actual... I don't remember. Um, degrees. degrees. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. It's been so long actually, since I've actually... Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I just go in and pick one of the profiles and go, try that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I can understand so, why the why the RPMs, like I kind of get it. It's kind of, you know, what you're saying is, is from these R, this RPM to that RPM, apply this much extra. And it's just, what is that extra, right? What is it based on? But Right. Because so I know in R- my case, I'm running all Gen 2s. And so my boost is, you know, 30%, not 30%, but 30, 30 degrees. degrees. Hmm. of timing and but it's going to add that 30 degrees between 900 rpm and 20,000 rpm hmm. something well depends on what class we're running because some of our classes we don't run well in, in mod class to, to me i'd love to see like places like casey's and locally just kind of make those classes mod just get rid of the stock because then you don't have to worry about policing so so much yeah. you know yeah. if somebody shows up and they put a six and a half turn in their truck and they can't control it well <laughs> you know then you have the conversation with listen you got to put a little bit of slower motor in there yeah. like it's very apparent you're not finishing the race you do yourself a favor and finish a race you know what i mean uh, yeah 
That's funny you mentioned that because our club has done that. Kind of figured that's somewhat this along the same lines of what you're saying. We, our club figured that out a long time ago. That stock class, uh, you know, a lot of the listeners are going to hate or disagree <laughs> with this, but you know, uh, it's worked for our club for many years now. Uh, the stock class is just a huge money war. So what we figured out was instead of trying to police it and force you know, our club members to spend a ton more money um, to race stock class, we just says, look, it's open. Run whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You know, it's actually cheaper. And this was back in the brush days even, uh, brush motor days. You know, it's cheaper to run modified um, than it is to run stock because you don't have to have the best batteries. And when you're talking about tracks that are so small that, and especially since we don't have a straightaway hardly ever, you don't need motor. You just need to get around cleanly. And usually a faster motor means you wreck more and you wreck faster mm-hmm. and therefore probably break more. Well, I think Which, I think Jim's a testament to that. Jim, what do you run in your short course truck? 17.5. Yeah, how, how do you normally do in mod? Pretty good. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's the old slower is faster. But, uh, but think about it. So say Jim could put, like, say, a 13.5 in his, in his short course truck instead. And instead of, you know, having to, you know, gear it to the right to the hoo-ha to get over that, you know, that one double, well, now he's got the motor to get him over that double. Now he's got no issues with any obstacles anymore. Yep. Hmm. I don't know. It's just just my thought on it it'd be i think it'd be a little i think it'd be a lot more fun for the way more experienced drivers and i think it would give the younger less experienced drivers more of a an opportunity to to kind of <laughs> figure it out let's, i don't know let's just take a step back here and let's just have a good laugh here mm-hmm. yeah. stock racing we've got guys making cheese graters out of their chassis plates <laughs> to lose weight okay <laughs> and when i say that i don't know if you ever saw that picture of that one guy that drilled holes He's somewhere from around the Kalkaska area. Kalkaska area, right? yeah. N- not to poke fun out of him, and I get what he was trying to do. <laughs> but he posted a picture of his B5M chassis, I think it was. Yeah. And he it drilled had, holes he drilled it. holes through it. The thing looked like a cheese grater. He, he had taken apart a set of saddle packs <laughs> and taken one cell out of each of them to make them thinner. <laughs> okay. And, you know, these guys are machining their chassis and shaving the oh. plastics off, trying to cut weight, and it's mm-hmm. like... Man, that's not yeah. cheap. Like you don't go to a machine shop and say, "Hey, can you mill?" You know, there's, uh, there's a company that of a millimeter off of this chassis. There, there's a company oh that God. makes B5M chassis that are already milled, and, and the way they milled it out, they actually made like these carbon fiber inserts that hold down brass weights, so you can change the weight on the chassis whatever well, way you want. The, the classic oh. example of this is look at Team Associated. They came up with a B5M light. Yeah. Now, what did Associated do? They looked at cheese grater. And said, how do we get this guy to buy another kit from us? Well, let's make it a thinner <laughs> chassis plate and a lighter kit. And obviously, there's enough of a market for it because they yep. did it. Well, it, it, it's geared towards the stock racer. That, yeah. that car. But that's ridiculous. Yeah. You take a that wow. chassis plate, like, what, $80, $90? And, a, and the dude yeah. drilled holes through it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, that, to me, the stock racing is crazy. And. You've got people seriously doing crazy, crazy ceramic thing. bearings, like well, yeah. and that's the thing. Like they're I agree. <laughs> spending three thousand dollars on a on a hobby. Well, they're they're getting they're putting cut gears in their transmissions, everything. Like yeah. you know, any yeah. little bit extra material they can shave yeah. off stuff. Like I've seen a guy that that took his motor plate and literally cut out all the excess. 
Well, so the motor plate was about the same size, a little bit bigger than the transmission. And you want to know what yeah. my question to this is? And Eric, I'll let you answer this just because okay. you're our guest. <laughs> so when you're putting cheese grater holes in your chassis plate and milling down your gears to shave weight, are you really running a stock class anymore? In my opinion, well, it's, according it's no. According to the rules, yes, but, but no. you know, it, you're right. You're not running a stock vehicle. <laughs> exactly. And to me, right. when you hear the word stock, that means yeah. you took it out of the box, you shoved a battery in it, and you threw it on the track. Yeah, yeah but, but see, You didn't take a drill says, press to it first. No, no, stock says it, it has to be a minimum weight of 1,500 well, grams. And I think that's where the sanctioning mm-hmm. bodies of the RC world have got it wrong. Yeah. A stock vehicle, just because it's more than 1,500 grams... We're not going to start the conversation about Rora. And, <laughs> yeah. and, no, but you know what I'm saying? But that's why I asked that question. Can you really say that that's a stock class? In my opinion, no. And I yeah, think Eric, you agree with me. It almost has to be you know? a pro stock or something like yeah. that. Yeah, like yeah. it's just, yeah. anyways, it's it's a, one of those topics where. No, call it extreme stock, never mind pro stock. <laughs> yeah. It means you got too much mod money. Stock. No, no, yeah. too much no, money. Yeah, in your mod stock. stock. That's it. Mod <laughs> stock. That's it. No, to me, and I think you're right, Mike. I think to me, a stock class should be okay, this is. These are the vehicles you can run in it. Uh, a TLR 22, 2.0, 1.0, whatever. Yeah. A TLR buggy, an associated buggy. And, and and then what you say is is if they have a light kit, you can run the light kit. If they don't, you can't. Yeah, That's all there is to it. If it didn't come out of the box that way, yeah. don't mod it because yeah. now you, you've you modified it. It's a 17.5 motor, a blinky ESC, yeah. and, uh, you know. and a servo, and that's what you run. Yeah. And, I mean, there's a market out there for all these aftermarket parts, and I think I kind of got caught with my pants down buying this upgrade that upgrade and it's like this didn't make me any hey, better I, I benefited from it no but well no like so the mip that mip aluminum thing yeah. i love that thing i honestly love the way that the truck three feels. gear that mip three gear thing oh that thing's a beauty <laughs> but just all the other little things that we've done over time i love mip have i said that this yeah. podcast yet <laughs> i you really do make some good stuff i, I like mip a lot no. matt olson's no. cool dude they sent matt some free stuff that's why he likes them hey man I didn't, yeah, it just, that was cool. I've never, ever, and you know my luck, Mike. We go to these freaking, oh, like, we go to these banquets and stuff like that where you buy tickets. I'll go and spend, like, $40 in tickets and win nothing. Michael spend 20 and win 10 things. <laughs> uh, I don't so have that kind of luck. I've got horrid, horrid luck with stuff like that, and it was just, yeah, it was so cool <laughs> getting that package. So, uh, back to kind of, I guess, uh, no, that's okay. <laughs> I'm just kind of having things pop in my head. So outside of uh, flying and RCs, Eric, what else are your hobbies and interests? Um, there really isn't. I, 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 that's about it. Um, I, I have played in bands. I, I do play guitar a little bit, but not so much anymore. Are you, are you, are you into cycling, aren't you? Um, I do bicycle a little bit. Um, I haven't done anything yet this year, but I, I've looked at it a couple times. I think just looking through your profile, I think I saw some pictures of you on a bike, so that's why. Yeah, I... no. yeah I'm not a hardcore bicyclist, right but I, I do like, yeah. It kind of goes back to my childhood. Mm-hmm. I used to ride my bike everywhere. Yep. Clear across town, you know, and you know, <laughs> I live in a city that's 300,000 people. And I can ride clear across town and oh, be wow. okay. And so. so what uh, what city do you live in, if you don't mind telling I, us? Yeah, I live right in Madison, Wisconsin. Madison. And that's right where yeah. Rick is, too, eh? Rick's in yeah, Madison, he's or? not actually in Madison. He's, uh, I don't know, it's maybe a half hour south of Madison. So he's just kind of outside of the of the city yeah. then? Yeah, he's in some other, I think he lives in Monroe, if I remember right. Yes, that does sound very familiar. Yeah. I know he's been trying to get his uh, short course foam tires. He was waiting for some tooling and whatnot, eh? 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he's got it now. I think I saw a post on Facebook. Yeah, there. yeah. I haven't yeah. really had a chance yeah. to talk to him all that much. I know he was kind of struggling. Ooh. <laughs> um, these days, probably flying. I, I've learned to uh, cut back on my RC budget. Um, I actually, I've worked for two different hobby shops in the Madison area for a total of about 12 years. And um, I got burned out on doing it. And I also realized that I think I spent more money working there. Even though I got a good deal, I got parts at like just a little bit over co- hobby shop cost. Yeah. But I think because I bought more, <laughs> I actually spent more than I do now <laughs> that I'm paying full price, you know. Because <laughs> you get you get to that one thing and you're like, oh, I don't really need this, but it's kind of cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we like, we've all done that. It's oh. been, you know, back in the day, you know, because we've used Tower and A Main a lot and stuff like that. You know, you're on Tower sites like, oh, if I spend fifteen more dollars, I get this ta- discount, which actually brings me down to this, so I could actually spend forty five more dollars. You're sitting yes. on there looking through stuff to buy, and then when you finally place the order, you go. I just spent Why the hell did bucks? I just spend seventy dollars more than I originally <laughs> intended to? Yeah, yeah, I've done that on uh, you know, the hobby shop, the, the online uh, hobby shops too. It's like, oh, I got this coupon code. If I spend just a little bit more, I can use this coupon. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I think we're all guilty of that. Yep. But you know, I mean, if it wasn't for our hobbies, what else would we be doing? Yeah. Exactly. So, finding something, something else to much blow up. Worse. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what I always say. At least when I'm RC racing, you know where I am. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I used to tell parents that when they come in and they look at the price. You know, they're used to $60 Radio Shack cars or yep. whatever. Yep. Hey, you know, and they see the $300 RTR on the shelf and like, well, it seems like a lot of money. I'm like, well, yeah, but, you know, your kids could be doing a lot worse things with that money. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they're like, oh, yeah, okay, we'll take that. <laughs> So what's uh, what's your um, what's your day job? What do you do uh, to to make a living? I actually my day job is a night job. Okay. <laughs> I actually work a, a late second shift. I like to call it because we don't start till five at night. Okay. Um, uh, I'm a custodian for the University of Wisconsin. Oh, right on. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Is it? No. Is it Wisconsin Badgers? Yes. Nailed it. Yep. yep. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool, yeah. That must be a big building. My God, university. Uh, there's lots of buildings is I, what it I is. I bet you he's not the only custodian. Nope. <laughs> no, there's uh, second shift alone. There's, uh, I think, a little over 200. Holy cow. Holy what? shit. Yeah. 200. <laughs> That's mind-blowing. Yeah. Okay, Jim, you have no idea. <laughs> See, so we went to Minnesota a couple summers ago as a, as a trip, and we were near the University of Minnesota. We went to the Buffalo Wild Wings, like right outside the stadium, the football stadium. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we park in the parking lot and we go to go in and, and my younger sister, Chastity, looks up and she goes, what is that? I'm like, oh, that's just the university's football stadium. She goes, it's huge. I'm like, yeah, you don't understand football the way they do. Let's just go and eat. <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't even want to yeah. start try and start explaining it. <laughs> nope. Oh, that's funny. That's massive. Like, it, it is such a big no, it is. thing. Yeah, when the when the students are all here, like the school just got out here. Well, I think last week was their final. They had finals last week, so uh, it's kind of dispersed now. But yeah, when all the students are here, uh, I think it's like 
it's like a whole nother city in its own. Oh it's yeah, like sixty thousand people or something like that. That's almost. Don't as quote many. me on the numbers, but yeah, it's it's huge. <laughs> that's almost as many people that live in our city. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, that's crazy. That's awesome. You know. Right and, on. And just packed into the downtown area too. That's nuts. Good parties probably happen down there. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah so we can't go there when school's in. We'll lose Mike in five minutes. Oh yeah, guaranteed. Yeah. It'll <laughs> yeah, be like be an ep- it'll be like the Hangover, just worse. MBM style. <laughs> worse. <laughs> Where's Mike? We lost him. <laughs> so yeah, right. just with, uh, with cell phone, we'll find him. No, no, no. You leave that thing at home when yeah. you go to a place like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got this all figured because, out, man. Well, is that because it can take pictures and yeah, evidence? Get, yeah, ev- yeah, evidence right, is not yeah. a good thing. I, I've always said when Mike finally does get engaged and goes to get married when he has his bachelor party, I am wearing my GoPro, and it will not be divulged the video on it unless something comes into question. Be like, no, I did nothing. I have video freaking proof of it. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll be pretty bad. I'm sure. We're going to Vegas for your bachelor party. I don't care what anybody says. That'd be a good time. <laughs> So I'm oh, kind of good. out of questions. I'm glad you had questions because this was an impromptu yeah. uh, interview. Uh, it, was, mean, it was really cool. And, and you know, I've said it before, Live RC, like it, it's the website we go to for all of our information. We've went oh, to even before. I know what I wanted yeah. to talk to you about, Eric. His front uh, yeah. brake. Yeah, I, I actually took the time and read your article on Me your too. front brakes. Yeah. Ah, cool. That, that was uh, really cool of a thing, uh, anybody that's out there. I think if you yeah. just go to Live RC and punch in the search window uh, front brakes, I think that's enough. I'll find out. I'll tell yeah. you. Right yeah, now. Matt's gonna check it out just so that way there are people. Well, we'll post a link of it too. Yeah. So what? Uh, I mean, I know if you read the article, it'll it'll kind of explain things, but let's get it right from you. So what yep. brought you to want to put front brakes on an RC? Okay. Well, you know, if you read that article, I, I do kind of hint, you know, I did say something like I had tried it once before. Yes. And that was back in like, it literally, it was back in the 90s, early 90s or something like that. I had this two-wheel drive buggy. It was a Kyosho Ultima Pro XL. <laughs> now, they had two different ones. They had a Kyosho Ultima Pro and a Pro XL. And the XL was basically just wider. It had longer suspension arms. Um, but anyway, um, and... I had an idea way back then to put front brakes on the thing. And in this, at this time, I'm just playing in the street with it. You know, I'm not racing or anything. Um, so what I did was I put another servo in it, a standard size servo, um, on top of like the stock servo. And I bent some music wire into like this weird, crazy shapes. Um, and what they would do is they would push a little, I took a foam tire as the brake pad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I made the brake pad out of. And I made like a little, uh, so the the music wire would push, would have at the end of it, have this brake pad attached to it. And it would push against a dished wheel. Now, you know how dished wheels, like the current dished wheels um, are, are the same thing. They're dished on the outside, but they're spoked on the inside. Right. right? But this I managed to get the wheel to turn around because it had bearings in the wheel. So I could just literally just take the wheel off and turn it around. So the dish was on the inside and the spokes were on the outside. Mm. So the brake pad would push against that. Well, it worked awesome as long as I was going straight because there were steering wheels. And I, the way I made the brakes, it was it, it, they wouldn't do anything when the wheels were turning. Right. Um, so I was like, wow, this is, you know, this is really cool. But, and then one day, 
2000, late 2012, uh, early 2013. I got thinking about it again. Well, that's when I bought that Durango truck. And if you read the article, it, it explains that too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that I bought the article and I had a, a, a weird issue with it where it had full steering lock, steering throw. Um, the one, the outside wheel was rubbing on one of the camera links mm-hmm. and I didn't realize it at first, but the truck handled awesome, you know, when it, when it was doing that, because I could actually throw it in the corner as hard as I wanted, hit full brakes. And I didn't turn the brakes down at all. I had them at full. And because that outside tire would lock up a little bit, um, and then the rear tires were locking up, it was not like spinning out going into the corner like right. you would expect it to if you're hitting full brakes and turning the wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because that outside front tire was locking up, um, uh, it kept it from spinning out. But I could throw that truck into the corner so hard. It was incredible. Um, and the thing just felt awesome. So I started thinking about it. I'm like, you know, with today's technology, I think I could make front brakes and I think I could make them better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a lot of thinking to do it. Literally, I started drawing stuff on paper and trying to come up with ideas. And, um, I was, I was gonna, I knew I needed to make some of the parts out of aluminum because I needed them to be strong. Um, but, uh, I, 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 I just didn't know exactly what, and I was like, well, some of these parts are going to have to be made out of aluminum. And the only thing I have is a drill press and a Dremel. So this is going to be a huge pain in the butt to make these aluminum parts. Yep. And I didn't really know what I – I didn't have a design in place yet anyway. Um, so I just started working on ideas and uh, doing things and talking to some people. And I found out about this uh, uh, maker space or hacker space here in Madison – where they have uh, machines and stuff um, to do yeah, all kinds was, of... I thought that was really cool that there's a place you can go to that... Like, they have AutoCAD and stuff like that, like, to help you, or is it... Yeah, uh, yeah, they had, uh, they had a SolidWorks, so... SolidWorks, um, yep. Come on. Yep, yep. So yeah, I, you didn't remember reading that. that in the article, Matt? No. Oh, yeah, it was in there. <laughs> I read the whole article. That's the worst part. <laughs> I, I like I said I just uh, it really is an amazing story and yeah so so you they helped you design those parts right and then manufacture yeah, them yeah yeah I kind of I talked to them a little bit and you know get, bounce some ideas off them uh, on how to do things and they the guys are like well you know you could just print some of these parts on a, a 3D printer and I knew that I used ABS plastic which I didn't think was going to be strong enough but I was like well at least I could use it to you know, test fit parts, you know? Yeah. So I've, I've learned solid works. And like five days later, I, I had my first, uh, brake caliper drawn up. And so I printed it I pulled it off the printer after, in 12 minutes. It printed it by the way. And, wow. uh, I pulled it off the printer. And I was like, well, this is actually pretty durable. And I'm like, I, th- you know, it was still a little bit too flexible in areas. And there was, some stuff I didn't have drawn right to begin with, like, you know, the holes or dimensions were just a little off or something. <laughs> um, so I went back and I, I made some changes, got the dimensions more correct, and I started um, changing the design a little bit to stiffen it up in, in critical areas because mm-hmm. I started thinking, I'm like, well, maybe this will be strong enough if I stiffen it up a little bit. And sure enough, uh, it was. So that saved a ton of work because I was thinking I was going to have to machine some nylon or something to make that. 
which would have been a, a long process to machine <laughs> a, a brake caliper. <laughs> so instead I could print, you know, I could print off a new caliper in 12 minutes. So Yeah, no kidding. I'll tell you what, the pictures, though, on this article do not do this man's work justice no, by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> and, and, and again, like just the... Uh, yeah, I don't even know what I wanted to say. Like that RC that you were using, that was the same truck, right? And it was yeah. the, the exact same truck. truck I, yeah. yeah, I raced up there. Yeah. Right. And and you were saying in the article, um, like it's almost as if they built that truck to have that system put into it, right? Because there was like the spot for the servo and all that jazz. Yeah. In fact, I, I if you see that, I actually used two servos. Okay, I don't have the pictures. Um, Matt has them. Uh, yeah, one but... on each side. Yeah, I, I actually used. Um, I got looking at it some more, and I already had these servos anyway because I had them for like a, an airplane or a helicopter, small helicopter or something like that. Um, so I already had these servos, and they happen to fit in there perfectly. I mean, <laughs> it couldn't have been any closer um, to a perfect fit. Yeah, and then um, you just use channel mixing, eh, with your controller. Yeah, 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 and I was fortunate enough that I already had a, a Futaba 4PK uh, transmitter that had, you know, the extra two channels I needed um, and the complicated mixing Yep. Um, to, to do it that way. Um, and it worked with when you went into the into break, right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, when you go, I had it hooked, yeah, so the left, Sir, the left brake was channel three and the right brake was channel four. So the reason why I did that is because I knew I was going to have a cable um, to control the servos and or to control the brakes mm -hmm. um, between the servos and the brakes itself. And cables stretch over time and they're hard to get adjusted perfectly. Yep. So this way I could go out on the track do some brake tests, and if it's pulling one way under braking, I could just go right into the radio and adjust the mixing to get it to brake straight. Um, that's part of the reason why I wanted to have two separate servos, one for the left brake and one for the right. Right. Makes um, sense. It, it made the, the, the radio setup much more complicated, um, <clears throat> but at least it was easier to get the, the you know, get it to track straight under braking. Um and then the bonus of that was because I had those on separate channels, channel three and channel four, where your normal brakes are on channel two, which is your throttle and your normal rear brakes for a two-wheel drive uh, yeah, uh, yeah. rear-wheel vehicle. Um, that also mean I had brake bias between the front and the back. Yeah. And, um, and then I could also mix in under braking. If, like, when the vehicle's going straight, and you give it full brakes, you're getting full brakes to the front and rear or however you mix the bias. Um, but then as you turn the wheel, I can actually have it adjust to start taking brakes more away, more from one side than the other. So if you're making a left-hand turn as you're braking, it'll mm -hmm. start taking brakes away from the left side more than it will the right side because you're, you're having less weight on the left, right. left tire. Yeah, almost like, a, almost like an ABS system, but not yeah. quite, eh? Yep. So I'm assuming that that truck handled like uh, no other then. Uh, it was pretty good. Um, uh, I I ran it for. Unfortunately, that was I I got that I got it done like May, which was the end of our indoor season. So I really didn't really get any testing on it until the till the following fall, mm -hmm. uh, like October or November. 
later that year uh, when I actually got to run it for, I don't know, a good eight weeks or so. Right, right. Um, and, uh, yeah, they worked really well. Unfortunately, my driving style does not suit it. <laughs> I'm a little bit smoother of a driver instead of a point-and-shoot driver. Right. Um, so, And I think in some cases, on certain track designs, it was an advantage. Like if there's a track design where you had a really sharp 180 um, at the end of, of you know a fairly long section where you're carrying a bunch of speed in the corner, right? Uh, it was definitely an advantage there because I could get it into the corner so much further before hitting the brakes, the brakes. Um, and get it slowed down. Um, so have you ever uh, approached the manufacturers with this idea? No, not really. I got, um, I happen to know, uh, Bob Stelflu. Um, he's one of the uh, designers at team associated. Okay. Um, yeah, he actually used to live here in Madison. That's how I know him. So I talked to him about it. Uh, um, I don't know, months after I did it and, you know, he thought it was a really cool idea. And unfortunately, um, I, they're not going to, I don't foresee the manufacturers doing it because it's not legal in the rule book for racing. Right. Right. So, I mean, it, it, it's, yeah. And I mean, there's obviously a lot of complication because, you know, you're talking about two more servos and piano wire and brakes and all this stuff. And, yep. you know, I'm sure that it's not exactly the easiest thing to take apart and put back together. And once you start adding all that, right. So, right. Well, and it's, it could be made a lot easier. That was actually a pretty complicated system. That was much more complicated than what I really should have tried to do. Um, but um, I've had some ideas from a couple other guys lately. He's, he's like, well, you know, if you could have made it hydraulics, because one of the problems I had was the cable was not flexible enough to deal with the steering angles. Right. So I had to come up with this complicated design that made it so the cable didn't have to steer with the steering wheels. And that's why there's all that crazy mixing in it. So the right. cable only flexes up and down with the suspension. Mm -hmm. Um, so it doesn't have to go through the really uh, tight turning angles that the vehicle can do because um, the cable would just bind up too much inside of its sleeve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah are those the only pictures that are available of that or that are on Live RC, or do you have kind of a secret stash? I have some of my own. Most of them, uh, my, uh, my best friend and roommate, ironically enough, um, is Bob Kendall, who also works for Live RC. Okay. Um, he's the guy that does like pretty much all the races. Like he's out at Reedy Race right now as we speak. Okay. Oh yeah, um, Reedy Race. Yeah, he's he's also the guy that does all the photos. Okay. For the for all the events, um, and one of our cameramen, uh, our our key grip. <laughs> uh, and uh, so yeah, he did uh, he did all the photos for him. So I have a bunch. And I basically I just choose chose some of the better ones and yeah i'll just it'd be uh, interested to see yeah. some of the other angles as i guess is what i'm getting at gotcha uh, yep. yeah if you, if you ever get a chance and you want to share them shoot me an email okay because uh, that, that i mean it was cool to read that and I, I didn't get a chance obviously at that race there yeah but then when i got home after i was like holy man this is cool you know yeah and, and there's uh, one other thing i did put out there after that article went out um it was a couple weeks later i got some brake testing done on the vehicle and there's another video um, that's not in that article or really easily found. Like if you if you if you find my YouTube page, yep, 
there's a brake test video. Okay. So you can actually see me just doing a, a straight run and using a certain... Same, uh, is your YouTube name the same as uh, your Skype name? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, or close to it. Matt's on the yeah, search here. Yeah. He's quiet tonight. He's letting me do all the talking. Jim, have yeah. you seen any of this? Yeah, I have. You showed me, actually. Yeah, I was showing you, I think, at the yeah. track or whatever, eh? Somewhere. Somewhere. Probably Maybe when house. we were back home. Yeah, one night when you were over. Nailed it. Hmm. You found him already? Yep. You creeper. <laughs> You're a professional creeper. <laughs> Lots of practice. And uh, I'd assume that uh, you have some influence at Live RC, and you can probably get a link to this podcast uh, posted probably sometime next week. Uh, yes, I could probably do that. Yeah, we can harass yeah. Brandon as well if we need to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You guys know Brandon. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we talked to him, but we'll, we'll let you try first, and then if we have to, we'll follow up and behind it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Do that or, you know, maybe I can just go right to Aaron because he can post it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's the main guy that's always posting articles there, right? Yeah, I'll pick up all the news articles and stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, again, it just it's really amazing that uh, <laughs> that whole Live RC thing, you know, and, and some of the history. I think it was a talking with Brandon or I was reading his bio or something. I don't remember. I think you read his bio. You know, it just, I mean, you guys came from nothing, you know, or he yeah. did anyways and then. He, I don't, have you always been involved with it from the beginning? Um, or? I got involved in 2008 for um, the Worlds that was in Charlotte, uh, North Carolina. Okay. Uh, Eight-scale off-road Worlds. Um, he had put a, a message out on, I think it was RC Tech is where I saw it. He was looking for a cameraman. Um, and I had already known Brandon because he lives in Wisconsin. And, Correct. You know, we've, we've run at each other at other races. So I've known him you know, for a number of years before that. Um, so I called him up and I was like, Hey, you still need a cameraman. And this was probably the week before the eventual. <laughs> and he's like, uh, he goes, well, he goes, I kind of, I think I have somebody, but he goes, you know what? I actually need, he goes, I think I need a third person. Cause he goes, I need two cameras running the whole time. And I can't have only two camera guys and having them run cameras for 14 hours a day. So I need to have a third person to cycle through to give guys breaks. Yep. So I was like, I talked to my boss, said, hey, can I get like a week or so off here, you know, next week? <laughs> uh, and my boss was totally cool with it. So, That's awesome. Yeah, we, we hopped in a truck and trailer and drove to Charlotte. Wow. I started out as a cameraman. You know? And I mean, the whole Live RC thing started off in Brandon's basement, right? As a I, I nothing really, you know, and then all of a sudden it just turned into, well, look at it. Yeah, as I remember right, it just started out as being able to see scoring. Yeah, it was very simplistic because yeah. he didn't like what was out there. I, I yep. don't remember the details off the top of my head, but, yep. you know, and now look at with, um, uh, uh, what is it, what's the software called? Lifetime? Lifetime. Lifetime, yeah, the, Lifetime. The, the scoring software. Yep. I mean, holy man, like, you know, you go from, and then there's apparently a, a lot of work being done too, eh? I don't want to, I don't remember what we're allowed to say and what we're not, but... <laughs> I know, isn't, isn't that a son of a... <laughs> we know some stuff that people don't in the RC world, oh, and it's man. like, oh, crap, we got to remember what the hell we're saying <laughs> yeah. someday. Tim, I know Tim there's Tunner- lots coming from Live RC, though, right? The, the Tim Tunnerman interview was the best one. I posted the thing. Tim goes, hey, Matt, can you do me a favor? Can you go into the interview and take out that part where we were talking that talking about that part because it's not released yet, and I'm getting, getting emails about it. <laughs> but I know, I know Live RC's got a lot on the go. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, to say you the know. least. And I'm nope. pretty excited. I haven't really been on the. I've 
honestly I've been on an RC hiatus myself. I've got so much going on at home. Every freaking time he says that, it's like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just uh, <laughs> working on the uh, a- the RC eight T. And then when I have a few minutes, I go outside and I bring myself back to reality. How much I love my RC cars. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Every time outside on I live on uh, where I live is pretty busy. It's on the pretty much the main road coming into town or out of town. So there's a lot of traffic. So uh, I take my eight scale buggies. I put them on the sidewalk and I race the cars up the road. <laughs> <laughs> And I get those looks from people like, are you nuts, dude? And they're like, yep. Wow. Yeah, good times. Awesome. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's all for me. Jim, you're falling asleep over there. <laughs> I'm okay. You want us to talk about uh, Tim again? That got you pretty fired up. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> it really was. That, that spring classic or spring fling down at Casey's, man, when you guys started racing, I just did the, oh, my God. I'm glad it didn't have a stadium truck. I just, yeah, well, but even that the bu- was awesome. But in the, I, I wish there was more people for the stadium truck class. Look at it in the buggies, though. We didn't even stand a chance in that either. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was uh... It was like, oh, my God, somebody take these guys out. <laughs> like, literally. I, I tried. <laughs> well, I think, I think everybody, I think we all would be better racers if we could race more often. Well, that's exactly yeah. it. We're right? limited to twice a yeah. month. Yeah. And in some cases, once a month. Yeah, right now, no, no times a month. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a uh, run around on your street a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> but, you know, we still love the hobby. Yep. Yeah. So, all yep, right. Same here. <laughs> well, Eric, I guess we'll let you go. All right. Um, you want to do our uh, famous, uh, I am Eric Jensen, and you're listening to the MBM podcast? Yeah. Sure, I can do that for you guys. I'm Eric Jensen, and you're listening to the MBM Podcast. <laughs> awesome. I'm going to add that to the now, to the list. To the list? That thing's getting longer, man. Every time I add one, it's like, holy crap. <laughs> the, the, the podcast you're listening to is going to turn into a four-minute intro. Yeah, four yeah. Minute, yeah. It's going to be a four-minute intro, just everybody saying what you're listening That's to. Okay, then we can talk less. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. Eric, well, we'll touch base with you again soon, and uh, definitely keep our feelers out with you. I'd love to run into you guys again. Yeah, same um, here. I think yeah, Rick, Rick was me- messaging us, eh, Matt, about yeah. that outdoor track. Yeah, the the, the one the, he was talking yeah, about yeah, that Eric the Clark mentioned. Clark, yeah. yeah. I really don't know if we're gonna end ever <laughs> make it there this summer, but it's on the. I think it's on the list. If something happens, we might. You never yeah. know. Yeah, he's got a couple big events. Keep an eye out for those. They'd be worth a, a shot checking yeah. out. We're not we're not all that proficient in the dirt racing either, so yeah. that'd be uh, figure yes. it out. We'll, we'll be asking you for lots of help, that's all. Drive it as right. hard as you can Sounds into good. the corner. <laughs> yeah, drive as hard as you can. <laughs> all okay, right, that's it for me. Have a good night, Eric. Thanks a lot, man. All right, John. you guys too. Thanks Take a lot. Take care. Right, bye. Bye. Well, look at that. Impromptu interview. We're going to take a little break, and we'll be back after this. Hey, guys, it's Matt from the MBM Podcast, and I just want to take an opportunity here during this little break we're having to say Thank you to a few of our listeners and a shout out also to a few of them that have taken the time to reach out to us. Of course, a big thank you goes out to Lewis as always. Uh, can't forget him as a as a listener because well he he was the first guy to ever email us and and a little little podcast like we are and we started off as wanted to take a second and say uh, thank you very much, Lewis. Also, shout out to the guys at. Navin Nitro Nuts in Navin County, Meath, Ireland. Hopefully I said Navin right. Maybe it's Navin. Sorry, guys, if I butchered it. I'm not from your country. Forgive me. (laughs) Darren Barrows from there. 
reached out and basically said that you guys are fans and you listen to the pit. So we appreciate it very much. You know, uh, everything, like I said, the, these kind of things mean a lot to us here at the podcast. I can't also forget to mention uh, recently, within the last uh, couple of days, actually, we got another message here asking us if we can look at doing a touring car episode. So we're going to try and get one of those in. Glenn Robb sent us a message. He is from uh, Capital Model Races, or CMR, uh, in Wellington. Uh, you guys listen as well, all the way from New Zealand. So that's awesome. You know, we want to say thank you very much. And, of course, we can't forget our local listeners. You know, all the guys are part of RC Races of Michigan. Um, you know, any of those groups that I post this podcast in, and you guys, you know, share it, like it, and, and, you know, give us feedback. We really do appreciate it. So, we want to make sure you guys are, are very heads up on that. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for it. And have a good one. Cow RC, the radio-controlled maintenance king since 2008. Providing the RC community with the world's best pit mats, park trays, performance aerosols, and much more. Through smart design, superior performance, and 100% made in the USA. Cow RC products are a real value. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Follow Cow RC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or order direct at cowrc.com. Save 10% with code IMOVE. That's code I-M-O-O. Cow RC. Maintenance King. Okay, so we're back from our little break. That actually was a little break. Like, that wasn't one of our normal, like, <laughs> half-hour long minutes. powwows that we have. Well, well, we started talking about things that we should have been talking about with the microphones here. on, so that's yeah. where it was. You know, no, no, no. Stop that conversation right now. <laughs> Let's get this thing back up and rolling. So, where the hell did all my pens go? Uh, here you go. Right there. Start throwing pens so, that was awesome. <laughs> Eric Jensen, I guess we'll say he's from LiveRC. LiveRC.com. Yeah. Um... We talked about Tim uh, McNamara there quite a bit. Uh, what I was saying to Jim, Matt, while you ran upstairs was, you know, we can't forget Rick. Rick, I know. <laughs> I mean, he was fast, too. You know, like, I mean, those three guys were one, two, and three. And uh, it was uh, definitely a different skill set than we're used to seeing. Yeah, yeah um, it was definitely. Rick is from Gone Banana Racing, Racing Skins, Skins, which he was kind enough to send us shirts. Yeah. With the podcast name on it, and Except for some for reason Except he thought Jim. we were a twosome, not a threesome. Jim, Jim didn't get so, so. What about Jim? So it's in the works. I'm told yeah. he's gonna get you a shirt. Jim, Jim. who? We'll, we'll get a hold of Ed when we can have another one made up. No problem. I think he is. I think he realized it after. Yeah, he yeah. said. Yeah, he was like, uh, I think I made a mistake. Said ah, I said Jim, don't care. He's like a big cuddly bear. I'm easy, but not cheap though. Yeah. No, you're not. No. Oh, you know what? I'm such a dumb. Why are you swearing? Because. <laughs> shut up. That's what I do. Yeah. I took off the, the explicit thing, and the reality is this. I highly doubt we have a lot of young kids that listen to us, and let's be real. I highly doubt they haven't heard these words before. It yeah, is the internet, true. too. Right? Yeah, they, they go RC racing. If they figured out how to get our podcast, I'm pretty sure they figured out how to get many other things yeah, on the no internet. Kidding. I didn't. I completely forgot to mention. Um, it came to my attention 
a couple of weeks ago that somebody didn't realize our podcast was about RC. Yeah, I know. So I <laughs> I submitted the thing to Facebook. So now we are officially MBM Podcast Everything RC, and I've kind of made a f- logo changes and stuff like that because yeah. you know what I mean. We need to make sure people realize what the hell we're talking about. When do you want my picture? Uh, right now. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> his face. His mugshot. I just got a haircut. Yeah. And you got a real job. Looking sharp. Yeah, sharp dressed man. ZZ Top would be Listen impressed. to this guy over throw, here. Throw how, how many like how many music like songs did you just name and like, like Jesus? Uh, you know, it's all good. So I know Jim wanted to talk about something. Well, it depends on what we talking about. Of the year. Oh, truck of the truck year. Of the, of the year. year. Where did you see this again? Go to RPP Hobby. Okay. Best website ever. Sure. For your RC crawling needs and addiction. <laughs> yep. And then on his uh page when you scroll down yep has the picture of the trophy truck of the year what's the truck of the year mike don't even know Where, uh, when he, where's the trophy i've got 99 problems oh here's the trophy but a trophy car action one. truck of the year yep they must go by sales because that thing it's the ascender dun, 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 dun. wait so they announced that mm-hmm. isn't that that other thing that uh, mr smith was trying to get uh I know Tim was in the running for uh, driver, driver of the year, year, but I haven't heard anything about who actually won yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, J Concepts, I think uh, two weeks from now is going to come <laughs> out with the Ford Bronco body, yeah, seventy three, and then the Ford new F two fifty with the stupid headlights. Yeah, stupid headlights. I know uh, Axial's getting ready to release the clear version of the Ram body. When's Axial coming out with their short course truck? I don't know. Hmm. They're not. I didn't even know if there is a short course well, truck. I've seen it. I've seen pictures of it. Oh, yeah. We had that conversation before. Like RC, months ago. Months ago. RC Crawler, there were the leaked images yeah. that quickly disappeared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brandon off RC Crawler got rid of them. Man. <sighs> anyway. Hey, I, I've talked to somebody that's pretty in with Axial, yeah. and they can neither confirm nor deny if that truck exists. It's See, be. usually if they don't deny it. It, it, had the, it, it had the Jeep body on it with Casey Curry because mm-hmm. he runs that... Uh, yeah, he's big, uh, big with axial. Yeah, you know what the he runs the the Jeep, the Jeep, uh, short um, short course racing trophy there. truck thing there. Not lures, but uh, you know what I mean. Uh, I forget now what it's called. Crandon, Crandon, Wisconsin. You know, yeah. they do that. Yeah, junk there. They have another one. They well, they have another the West Coast version. Is it Loretta's? No, there's the West Coast version. I don't know. Use the YouTube. TV. I mean, the Google. Use the Google. The Google later. They took away Speed Channel on me, and right now is the time Isn't for that. Isn't that a load of horse manure? Oh my god, I miss Speed Channel. Mm-hmm. But anyway, there's a picture of of that Jeep body on the short course truck. Is it four wheel drive or two wheel drive? I don't know. What do you want it to be, Jim? I want it to be four wheel drive. Nice. If it's axial, it's got to be four wheel drive, right? Yeah. You think? Right. right? I mean. You think four wheel drive short course truck? It would, it would, oh, it would only make sense. It Come on, have, Axial. I'm having a brain fart at the moment. Give us some information, Axial. We're waiting. Ugly body though on it. Ugly. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, the Jeep body. Yeah. Mm. Jeeps are ugly. Period. I know everybody's going to be saying, "What the heck did he just say?" <laughs> yes, I said it. So I the, do not like Jeeps. The Ascender there, you can get. Well, he, he, okay, yeah, okay. So it's the Lucas Oil Off-Road Racing Series called Lures. Lures, yeah. Hmm. I'm such an idiot. I should have realized that Lures was short. Anyway. Yeah. 
throw the ascender. You can get nice chrome bumpers Move there. RBP Hobby for it. Bebo, Bebo. And, <laughs> and you can buy a new body for it too, without the holes in it. I really want one, but I don't need that. Need that like a. You know what hole. you need, Jim? I need to get something finished. You need get a, a new project. Get a real. <laughs> <laughs> you need a ESC with a built-in receiver. Oh yeah. Oh. Aeronautics. No, Airtronics. Airtronics. <laughs> you need to Fail. go like wow. Go smoke another one I there. The, <laughs> I think I think I need some more IV medicine. <laughs> Aeronautics. Aeronautics. Aeronautics uh, is the stuff you fly in a plane. So how There's big a, is it? First of all, let's start with that. Okay, hang on. I got this. I got this stuff coming. Up. Let, it, let's just talk about. The, is it a big package? Okay, no. Well, well no, let, okay. let's no, talk about. Let's talk about what it is first of all. It, it's the Airtronics Super Vortex Plus. That's the ESC. Zero, yeah, that's the ESC. So that's 10 scale or 8 scale? Uh, I believe it's 10 scale. Okay, continue. I don't know, though, for sure. I could be completely wrong on that. Uh, hang on. Yeah, okay, it's 8 scale because it's only 1 or 2S. Um, and the 10 the, scale, you mean? Sorry, yeah, 8 scale. <laughs> oh. I almost said 8 scale <laughs> twice. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm, you know what it is? I'm trying to read, and there's too many damn numbers in all this <laughs> crap. They've integrated it with the Airtronics RX four seventy two FH four T receiver. Receiver. Sure. So I've looked up the receiver. The receiver, I think, on Airtronics website goes for one hundred and twenty bucks hmm. on its own. Mm-hmm. The ESC, I didn't look up how much it goes for, but I'm going to assume the ESC probably goes for. I figure the one eighty range. Yeah, I, I think it's even more. I think it's like a two hundred and fifty dollar ESC. Well, okay, so they've got it's the whole package for two hundred and twenty bucks. Yeah, that's not too bad. There, there's plus and minuses. Yeah, and we were and talking about we it. We were. Yeah. You know, pluses that come to mind, 4x4 four four, uh, buggies. You don't have a lot of space. space. There's nowhere yeah. to put anything. All of a sudden, you can take your receiver and integrate it into your ESC. You just gain that. Well, or it's one less wire. It's one less thing. You got a two-way tape to something. Uh, negatives, if your ESC fails, now your receiver just failed. So if you're at a track, and Matt, you did this at uh, the thing where you fry an ESC, well, guess what? If you don't have a spare receiver now with you, you're done. Like, you don't say, hey, can I borrow that ESC? Because if it's not an ESC with a built-in receiver, guess what? You don't have a receiver. You're pretty much SOL. So it's flip side, right? Now, is everybody else going to follow suit now that they've done that? You know, we're going to see Spectrum and Futaba come with it. They don't even make ESCs. ESCs that's going to be the thing. So do they approach someone like Tekin or, um, <coughs> you know, Mamba or Orion and say, hey, let's team up and make an ESC receiver combo? I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say no. And what I'm going to say is I I don't see this catching on. I really don't. I mean, neither do I. I, I, I definitely, I definitely, gonna, I'm definitely going to say you're going to see Airtronic sponsored drivers using these. Oh, of course. You know what I mean? Um but outside of that, I can't, I can't foresee too too many racers doing it now. At, on the at at the same time, if you already have an Airtronics M12, you know whatever the transmitter that works with this, really, like when you're talking about 120 bucks for a receiver, 260 bucks for an ESC, or 220 for both, what are you gonna yeah. do? We might be wrong on the price on that ESC. It might be a lot less. I can. I'll, try, I'll look try it up. looking it up. Yeah, there. I'll look it up. But, it, but it, it's just one of those things where you're kind of putting all your eggs in one basket. So Jim was asking about how big is it? 
Yep. It's uh, 1.44 by 1.48 by 1.05 inches. So what's that compared to, for example, an SMC? Uh, I can tell you in a While second. While you're Googling there. I'm a multitasker here. Thank God this freaking computer is half-decent, yeah. unlike the one sitting to my right. <laughs> it's a big piece of... Uh, what are your thoughts on it, Jim? Kind of the same realm of ideas? Like, I don't know. It's I, cool. I it's think cool, it's a great yeah, idea. I just... I see the potential for problems... Because, I mean, you never see receivers fail, right? Like, have you ever seen a receiver fail? No. Have you ever seen a radio fail? Well, yeah, but it's probably because the person's dropped it 300 times. There's buttons missing, things like that. I've seen that. How many times have we seen an ESC blow up? Lots. That's true. You know, so, uh, like I said, so an ESC catches on fire. Now it just melted your receiver. Your SOL. So the good news is, at least on Live RC, when they did the printout of this article, they gave it to you in millimeters because that's what SMC listers at. So if, mm-hmm. if you don't know what millimeters are, figure it out, convert it on your own. I'm not going through Google, that. Google, Google, do it. So this is the Airtronics measurements: thirty-six point six, thirty-seven point eight, twenty-six point nine. That's the Airtronics. An uh, SMC uh, one sixty, the RF one sixty, hundred sixty amp ESC, which I think is the closest to that ESC, mm-hmm. uh, measures in at uh, 41.5, 31.5, and 22.5. So it's close. So, and then once you include the width of the board, the 31.5 goes to 37.5 because the board comes out a little bit for you to mount your wires to. Right. So in comparison, they're, they're fairly close. Like uh, the SMC is a little uh, longer, like... Uh, yeah, length and then the width and the height is 22. So I think it's actually short. Yeah, it's shorter. It's got less height to it. Yeah, which makes sense because I think the receiver on the Airtronics is built into the under underside of it. So, uh, you know, you've, you're not gaining any... You know, It's not bigger. The ES, that, that ESC receiver combo isn't any bigger than your standard ESC then. No. So. I'm trying to find... I mean, it's de- like I said, it's definitely interesting. Two hundred bucks. The 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 ESC on its own is two hundred bells. Two hundred bell. Two hundred bucks. So they're charging you twenty bucks for a re- for a hundred and twenty nine dollar receiver. Like, what do, what do you say at that point? Like, you yeah. spent you're spending an extra twenty dollars. If you're an Airtronics guy and you like the ESC to begin with, like even if you're just a regular racer, I'm I'm sure you're gonna have a. Re- I'm sure it. For maybe a racer that's buying this as an upgrade, he's going to have a spare receiver sitting there. And well, because spa- what's coming out of it, right? Right. So he, he's not going to be at a disadvantage. Yeah. I think who's going to be at the disadvantage is somebody new to Airtronics that goes, this is how I'm going to save money if I switch to Airtronics. Yeah. Those will be the guys that kind of end up... Uh, I mean, I guess at that point, you just have an extra whole thing. You just buy... Buy an extra ESC. If you need ESC. to, you buy an extra ESC. Yeah, just to have an And extra. have it in your parts, just in like case. everything else. Uh, and I've kind of, after my whole situation, I've kind of rethought that whole thing. So, you know, I do intend to get two new SMC ESCs and get my RS Gen 2 repaired. Yeah. And then I've got a spare ESC if I blow one up. So. Yeah, or help someone else out. Well, that's it, because I got helped out by somebody else. So if that's the case and I have an extra, then it'll be just get it back to me at the end of the day, you know. But, ah. Uh, I don't know. So that's like one of the new products that's kind of surfaced since we've last been on. And um, <laughs> pardon me, uh, AKA, I love AKA, the G 
chain link short course tires. Yeah, those are, are finally eh? coming. Are finally coming. Yeah, I'll have to get us to them. Yeah, I'm kind of interested to see how they're going to work. And I know Jason across the river there, I guess his track um, is going to be a large majority of clay. So it'll be definitely interesting to try those out because I know they're kind of, you know, clay positive tires, I guess, if you want to say them that way. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's... Yeah, there's nothing that really stands out. It's kind of been, there's been There's stuff. been lots of little things, like nothing crazy. Like, actually, Jim, do you know about it? No. Um, a bunch of the Associated guys went over to the EOS finals across the pond. And Cavalieri put up a picture on Monday. And within minutes, the scuttlebutt started. His body's not cut out. Where's his motor plate? What's he running in there? turns out it's like a red works um low profile like um transmission mm. so on a bunch of the all the associated guys i guess tested them at the o, uh, eos finals because of course they're gearing up for the worlds over there mm-hmm. that are going to be on astro which not a lot of those guys run yeah, on right they're used to yeah so it's kind of cool to know that the b5m like there is a company out there making a low profile transmission i'd be interested to see how those would have done for us at our last race where we were having some traction issues like rolling traction rolling issues mm-hmm. to see if we could have got the center of gravity even lower right i want to say well the traction roll oh, these chain link tires man <laughs> like those things i cannot believe how much traction you can get out of those tires and the whole remember what we were doing the whole debate about temperature and the track that, I was just going to say that. Oh. I, I honestly think there's there's two situations that we had. Yep. A, we had tires that weren't really well suited once they started wearing. Yep. And B, we had a, a an extremely cold track. Yep. Um, and now you know chain links are out in super soft, eh? Ultra soft. Ultra soft. Yeah. Even even softer than clay. And well, oh. clay clay's not soft. soft that's that's the thing. right. Clay's are clay's are a hard tire. Um, but for some reason on carpet, they oh. have a horde of grip. The only other thing that would be better is if you took Velcro <laughs> and glued it to the tires because it, it is just, I had to take, I, I took, was it my two wheel drive buggy or my four wheel drive buggy and literally made it a carpet polisher. Yeah. And I mean, the thing was on rails. Yeah. I, it actually was too low down. I made the mistake of taking my my ride height and getting too low. Yeah. And when I was coming over jumps, it was just it was all kinda, chassis plate. Yeah. That kind of was a challenge, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> the traction, and it was Ron Jackson that kind of, me and him had the conversation, and he's been running them too, I think, or he, it's something, he knows something about them. And he's right. As they wear, they get grippier. My AKA tires have always done that. Well, look, look for instance and on our four-wheel drive short course trucks. Yeah. We're both running bald handlebars. And I didn't put a lick of traction compound on those buggies. And I was traction rolling. I had, to, I had to ease up so much on my 4x4 short course truck I that know. I couldn't push it like I normally did. Now, that's telling me two things. It's time for new tires for my 4x4 short course <laughs> yeah, truck. No kidding. And, and that those slicks are just ridiculous. Yeah, like, it's... But the temperature, the temperature thing was definitely very obvious. Yeah, I think that played a huge part in it. I, re- I it really was a lot did. warmer at that race, and there you could just tell. You could tell people's rubbers weren't uh, like this hard yeah. as wood. Yeah, because yeah. there was a little bit of heat, you know, a little bit of warmth in there, and uh, yeah, it, it was interesting. But yeah, that was a good thing. I, I'm really impressed with those chain links. 
Yeah, I love those tires. Yeah, man. I'm kind of... Uh, 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 do you got anything 8 scale? Um, I can yeah. look. For Chain link 8 scale? Sure. So that'd be pretty <coughs> interesting to put them on... Uh, <coughs> there's Jim dying I tr- again. I tried oh, to save yeah. it before he got there, but... <laughs> we'll edit it out. Maybe. <laughs> Matt don't care. But uh, it'd be interesting to try those As out on uh, on some clay. Good news, good news. The Sudbury guys, we weren't too sure what they were doing. Yeah, they so, have them in 8, eight scale, bro. Yeah, good. They uh, got, finally today there was a post from Charles. They're working on the track. Right on. So there will be racing in Sudbury this year. The thirty first. Yeah, I won't be making it to that one. No, because I'll be in no. Ottawa. I won't be either. I'm kind but, of a. Uh, but I've got some projects around the house that I really, really, really need to get yeah, done, and that are going to cost uh, not a lot of money, but enough that's going to kind of really limit my travel abilities through the rest of the summer. We we got to make at least one or two of the races. Though, one way yeah, or definitely. I think if the three of us somehow put ourselves together, where we could, uh, you know, split cost and get down yeah. there and and well, everything. We've had offers from Charles and those guys even for a place to nap. Yeah, so that that would be so, solid ideally. gold. Well, and I <laughs> <laughs> what? No, no, that's not napping, Jim. Oh, okay, I, I I know for sure that I could. Uh, I I know for sure we, oh, we yeah. could have somewhere to stay with a coworker of mine because yeah. he's awesome like that. So. Richard. Def- yeah, Richard. Shout out to Richard. He'll never hear it. That's okay. I'll still give him a shout out. <laughs> but um, <laughs> basically, with that being said, I want to let everybody know that there's a good possibility you might not hear anything from us for another extended period of time um, because the MBM studios that we do this in, my basement, in other words, um, <laughs> it's going to be getting a massive makeover. It's getting and, some renos. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was the best South Park episode. That's what you're referring to, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're sitting in the basement. Their f- pants are full of crap. <laughs> and Cartman's got zits all over his face. <laughs> and he's yelling at Mom, Marmy Loaf. <laughs> and then he's yelling at her to come and wipe his butt because he took oh, her crap. <laughs> what have we been relating? Rel- oh, <laughs> no um, wonder why our kids are so messed up. Yeah, Never mind been... our kids. What about us? Yeah. So... But that's basically, yeah. What, what are we going to aim for, Matt? Like another month? We're going to go to <sighs> monthlies maybe? Maybe. It depends. Like I definitely I want to do one that's basically all about crawling and scaling. Um, because Jim over there, he came over the one night. We're sitting down here just talking. And he's rhyming off, oh, that's worth this many points. And, oh, this is worth that many points. And So you're talking about actual uh, well, like, like crawl a, racing. Well, not even. Like when you go to a crawling event... And, and they have, like, stages and stuff like that. Like, you're based off of, especially when it's a scale comp, they they, they give you points. Well, actually, you get negative points. It works, right, Jim? Yeah. So based on how your rig looks, you get negative points. Mm. So you want as high, as as many negative points as you want, as you can get, because once you get on the course. And you start messing up. Then yeah. they add points. We'll, so, we'll, yeah, we'll save that for an episode. That'd be a good one. Well, that's what I mean. Because so I, I know wanna, nothing about that stuff. And, and I don't know a lot about it either, but, like, he was telling me some of the stuff that I've been wondering and trying to find information on, and he's literally just sitting there, blah, 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 well, blah, blah, blah out we, of his mouth. Why don't we, through uh, our good friend Tim mm-hmm. Smith, see if we can get somebody to come on uh, a podcast like that. He's got to know somebody out there. Oh, I'm sure. Like, you know what I'm saying? Try to get us uh, I'm, I'm sure with, I might uh, even be able to get a hold of... Um, can't think of his first name. I know it's uh, last name's Kirby of K&K Hardware. He's actually running the K&K Top Truck Challenge coming up in, on June 6th, which I was hoping to go to. But like I said, well, let's just reach out to him. With the way things have kind of fell in, it's not happening, no. unfortunately. 
So that'd be cool, eh, Jim? It would be. But I think a whole episode about that kind of stuff, just to give more people more information about it. Well, we are everything RC, right? Exactly. How about the boats? We got to get those boats in I the water. I charged up my one battery today and one yesterday. I was oogling at mine. I was like, I got to get a. Um, what are those things called that make things, a servo? You, you know what's going to happen? You guys are going to call me like in two days and go, let's go run boats. And it's going to be like, yeah, did you guys forget about the big crack in my hull that I got to fix? Well, you get her, get her fixed. Well, you've yeah. only had all winter to get to it. You, I didn't realize it was that bad, actually, dude, to be <laughs> honest with you. When I sat down here and I looked at it and I was on the phone with you. I know. I went, oh, my. You know what, though? It's been so windy and cold. Last you yeah. couldn't put a boat. If you put a boat out in that pond. It would be frozen. <laughs> no, it wouldn't yeah. be frozen. The thing would be like an airplane. There's so much wind out there. <laughs> yeah. We got a, what, three days of nice weather, and now it has been a hurricane out there. Yeah, it's been pretty It brutal. is unreal, man. It back, is depressing. Back down to, like, Minus it would two be through well, the night. For, Celsius, for Americans that, that are listening to us, in the Fahrenheit, it'd be anywhere 30. between 30 and 37. Yeah. 40, 43 during the day. Yeah. One good thing, though, no mosquitoes. Yeah, that's it's what true. one guy was saying at work. He's like, all the mosquitoes hatched. Now they're dead. And now they're dead because it's been so cold. I was like, well, that's, guess, that's a good thing. But at the same time, I would like to go outside in my shorts. Yeah, I'm still wearing work like pants to work. Like it is ridiculous. I, I almost a... wore long johns the other morning. <laughs> I need to get a tan on my legs. <laughs> okay, because when I got no short pants on, it's like lights are on in the dark. Yeah, but room. the problem is, Mike, half the shorts you wear only show like the bottom third of your leg anyway. Yeah. So your legs are only like two foot long. You know what happened? I was wearing my favorite shorts in the world. <laughs> you, you blew a hole in them. Right in the right in the leg. It, so now I've got these shorts that I've had. I swear to God, for ten years. Nice. And I got a part with these shorts, and they, uh, they're just, they're Can't cargo. Can't you just sew it? No, no, no. It's like right in the middle. Like, it, it they're, dude, I'm surprised. Put they, a patch on it. <laughs> I'm surprised they lasted this long. <laughs> so now I got to find a new favorite pair of shorts, and it's killing me because I know I got to get rid of these. I told, I told Julie, you wash those shorts, and you do not throw them out. If you throw it, and I'm not, that's how attached I am to those shorts. So so do we need to have like a fire burial ceremony or something? I don't you? know what I'm going to do. We're going to have to go fire up a big fire at Jim's. Oh, we'll I have just, to play like a little love song for We brought up shorts and I just brought, oh, I'm so depressed about my shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I got an attachment to those things, man. They're like 10 years old. Who has cargo shorts that are 10 years old that they can still wear? <laughs> exactly. See silence. You silence know what? No, no, no. All. I got you. I got you. I've got. I've got. <laughs> Don't tell me you've been wearing the same pair of underwear for ten no, years. No, I've got a. <laughs> no, I'm lucky if the last six months. <laughs> I got some thick legs, bro. I think I got that beat. Yeah. I bought a coat, in November of '99. Yeah, but a when coat. I start, when I started started work. You still have looking it? at it right now. That's it. That's eh? the coat. He's been nice. <laughs> no wonder why it looks like he's from Saved by the Bell. I've got. <laughs> I've got a about to be 15 year old fox jersey Holy upstairs cow. that my mom bought me for the Christmas when I turned. I was 16, so you still fit in it. Yeah, that would have been 14 years ago. Almost 15 now. Well, pretty soon. Yeah, in July. But it's 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 holy in the arms. But <laughs> I can't throw the damn thing away. <laughs> the moths have gotten to it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, so, Mike. Uh, yes, sir. You were saying how much you, you miss your shirt. Oh, God. Here we go. My shorts? Your shorts? Yeah, maybe that's it. I don't miss them. I still have them. I don't want to part with them. I'm telling you that one time. <laughs> that reminds me of that one time underneath that. What was that thing called? Air hockey table? <laughs> no, the... Um, uh, 
Shuffleboard. Shuffleboard table with a girl wearing a turbo shirt. Oh, 28-hour dances. Hey, you know what? I laugh hysterically at that. I think that's the same 28-hour dance that my wife and I started dating at. Nice. Mike was under the table doing all kinds of inappropriate things. It wasn't that inappropriate. (laughs) For where you were, it was certainly inappropriate. (laughs) And everybody knew that was the worst part. He had his little fort built over there. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ, Mike, can't you find a room? Yep. I made a room. Exactly. You've been warned, Kara. Good day. <laughs> he's, uh, just joking. He's gonna come out west and make a room. <laughs> uh, uh, don't uh, let Julie listen to this. I highly doubt it. I don't even think my wife listens. Ah, <laughs> uh, she wouldn't care. It's all jokes. It's not like you're gonna travel three thousand miles. Well, not gonna. I've done half. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> what are you doing, dude? Um, I'm away to Kentucky. Never mind. Never. I don't want to know. Crazy woman. Crazy woman. You're the dumb. <laughs> drove all the way over there. Yeah, it was a good time though. Mm. If only we had that phone call recorded. Oh, I do. I think somewhere. I think. I bet you I have it on a backup off of my BlackBerry because I think we used my BlackBerry to record it. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Jim, you missed out on some days there. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was dumb. Funny. No, it wasn't dumb. It was funny. So, Jim. Yes. How's uh, Team Buchanan uh, test track? It's awesome. It's all clay. Dusty, yeah. though. Dusty, eh? Yeah. How's that wet spot? It's still wet. <laughs> the wet spot is still wet. <laughs> but I I avoid it. I hit the jump and I uh, yeah, you're turn. Yeah, turn, eh? Jump over the coping. Turn and I'll go the one way. Uh, do a circle, come all the way back. Yeah. Come back and forth. Just avoid the wet spot until it dries. Because it doesn't see sun until like 5 o'clock at night. Way the trees are. Is that truggy ready yet? No, I just got to put a receiver in it, basically. Hmm. You work all weekend, though, ain't Jimbo? I usually run it after work at night when the kids tomorrow, are Tomorrow, that right there is my project. Well, no, tomorrow I'm pretty busy, too, but Sunday we should go rin, r- rin, run. <coughs> well, if I, if I get that servo off you to get that thing completely buttoned up tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, yeah. Then tomorrow night I can probably get into that thing and just get mm. the receiver in and get it all trimmed and... What what uh, servos in that thing? In which thing? The HPI. The Spectrum SE thousand. Oh. That monster. Oh yeah. When I was at our last racetrack, I invited everybody out to come to my track. Nobody showed up yet. Well, I don't think anybody really knows about it. I told everybody. No, but I don't think anybody realizes gully track. Everybody knows about the gully track. I know everybody knows, but they need to have like a. Hey, we're all going to the gully track Sunday at. Well, that's true. What I'm time? Not, I'm not on the forum. What time? Because I'll after, post it on Facebook. After supper? <clears throat> I'll post it on the st- on our club webpage, you know? and I will guarantee you there will be people there. You don't need me there, though. Well, yeah, we kind of do. It's your track. Yeah, but you can get through the baseball the back, eh? hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to put those instructions. There. I will take a Google map shot. Yes. And I will draw a little line. Yeah. This is do we still do we still get executive entrance? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just had to check. It's hand- <laughs> I call it the handy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, no. There's a path there now because the kids use it for school to go up and down. Oh yeah, down yeah. School. There you go. So Perfect. There's a, there's a trail right to it. Swing. Yep. Sweet. You just can't bring your whole kit. You know, you can't bring your five vehicles and. Well, 
It's a little track, or it's a little space to... Mm-hmm. Pick one vehicle, bring a couple yeah. batteries, your radio. But it's the best track in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. <laughs> it's, it's the, the only, only track one. in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. <laughs> Makes it the best. Actually, I was talking to a guy at work yesterday. Ernie was his name. And he was telling me about well, a bunch of years ago when there used to be a track downtownish somewhere, over by the Macaroni. Before. Uh, Marconi, really? Many, many, many years ago. Hmm. You know, I was kind of thinking about this the other day. RC has come through this city. And, and it's and it's bigger than what it used to be. And, and here's my yeah. beef. Okay, the city has plenty of... They have a couple of baseball diamonds that the city is responsible for. Mm-hmm. And what I can't understand is that they're going to put in that friggin'... And I get it, lots of people bike and everything like that. They're going to put in that damn pump track mm-hmm. for bikes. And it's like, okay, wait, I get it. I get there's lots of bicyclists. But you're going to really tell me there's that many people in town that that are into, like, doing yeah, a pump but track? Yeah, got that Riapel guy pumping it up. But here's the thing, okay? Let's just... He's so but, passionate about it that... Yeah, but let, let's just... Deny it. How many people are so passionate about <clears throat> RC? Yeah, and, and, you don't have that type of person, though. Well, yeah. Here's the thing. Think about this. The city opens up a place where people can go with their remote control cars. Do we have a hobby? What? what? I've got to choose my words wisely. Yes, we have a hobby shop or two. In the area, in 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 this in the city, in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, there's one, but the one downtown, mm. Plainview Hobbies, I think it's called. Day, eh? I think so, yeah. yeah. And there used to be the one up on McNabb, but they're closed, right? Right. Yeah. So if RC became more predominant and people had a place to actually go, wouldn't that in turn be good for a business that's local to the city, which would create a job, which would create revenue, you know, for for the local economy? Hey. Dude, we 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 know that there's money to be made on selling remote control parts. Absolutely. Okay. And 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 what before this before no, and I'm gonna stop right here before I get any messages from anybody that I know. Casey, I love you to death, buddy. And and I get it. We try and give you as much business as we can, but you got to remember, you're about an hour drive away, and I know you're willing to ship up parts and everything like that. And we appreciate that and all the effort that you put into it. We really do. And of course going forward we still will use you we're not saying that we're done using you because we want to get a have somebody here locally open up a hobby shop but um i think for for in general there's a lot of people in this area that could benefit from having a local like i mean literally five minute drive away from your house in our our downtown core you know but you know what the problem is with that is part of the people a lot of the people that own that property think it's worth more than what it did what well it is. yeah that's a huge and problem. unfortunately too many people from uh like uh, toronto area and stuff like that have bought a lot of real estate in the city mm-hmm. and, and figure it's toronto and figure that you know for a space that's been empty for the last 10 years oh you should pay seven thousand dollars a month for uh your your spot that's well, like and that's why it's been sitting vacant let, for let's how leave it empty for another 10 years then instead of you know giving somebody a good deal on it generating some <clears throat> traffic well, but you I, know what you know what I'm talking about with this situation. Oh, I know exactly where you're talking about. It, 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 I look at the whole conversation, and I'm going to go back to Mr. Ty Tessman. Where does he? Where's his track? The bottom of a furniture furniture store. store. You're telling me in downtown Sault Ste. Marie or somewhere there isn't a basement that's not really being used mm-hmm. that wouldn't take a hundred bucks a month, a percentage. 
of what well that's it yeah what a, a percentage a, of a bunch whatever of guys the, the, the that, club races whatever made. whatever that organization that group of people who i'm not even talking club base let's just say it's 20 people well i say club race because that's normally like when there's weekly racing yeah called club no races. no but you know what i'm saying like it just whether it be our local club or be you know a bunch of guys that get together and 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 want to run in the summer because I don't think our club has the initiative. Hold on, hold, to... on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What? There's the gully track that no one goes to. There's a reason for that. I'm trying to figure that out. Why people don't go? Well, you want to know the honest truth. Part of, part of it is probably because it's on private property. That's right. And people don't want to see you get into trouble because you know what? Happens. Yeah, that, yeah. Access isn't easy though, right? Well, I that's mean, just it. We just you finished can, you talking. Can't you can't drive gotta... down there anymore. That's it's, it's gotten dry. You, you got to walk down a mountain. Not a mountain. It's a hill that the kids <laughs> push their bike up. Yeah. If a kid can push your bike up, you can walk down it. Well, but you put your RC and your your in your, your, your hand and your, your controller and your batteries and it, it is. It, it's. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Every time we go to your place, it's kind of like, oh man. I love having my pack sack now, buddy. I know oh. exactly where my stuff's gonna be. There you be. go. Put it in your pack sack. Yeah. But no, I. I but put it in your fanny pack, I know Jim. what you're what you're <laughs> saying, pack, Jim, and I know what you're saying, Matt, because. See, I have a place to run, so no, this and, whole and, argument. But it's in your backyard, no, right? And then, Jim, yeah. and, and we can't no run races on, on that. But here, here's my worry: people start going to the gully track on a regular basis. Yeah, lots of people down there. What happened last year when somebody that was happening? somebody makes a phone call? They were and doing when this they knock, at your door. When they knock on your door again, Jim. Well, that's because there's vehicles fe- down there. No, dri- I know, dri- driving but, by. But I'm still gonna feel bad. But they got they didn't know that how you didn't let the vehicles in. Yeah. So what? There's not no. vehicles. <laughs> well, no, but but, yeah, but the thing is, is it, they said they said that because there was vehicles going in. When there's not vehicles going in, and there's twenty people or ten people back there. Well, I just have to be more assertive in saying that you can't drive to it. You gotta. Park no, but then if there's the if people property. are talking and and you know how that, some people that's are. all I worry about. I think for for like five six guys, seven guys to go down there and run and stuff like that. I don't that's think all there is. There'll never be any bubbles or troubles. There, there's way more than that that want to run. And I think part of it is 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 some people probably don't want to go on private property that they know doesn't. Belong some they don't want to go on private. It's just it's. <coughs> well, like last night, I don't know, or two nights ago, I was running down there, smoking my cigar, and I'm looking at this track and I'm like. This is a sweet ass track. Here. Oh, it is. It and, is. And I'm flying around there like a man out of hell, and I'm like nobody knows about it. And it's a shame. That's the thing. We start getting a good group of guys going there. I can promise you, there's going to be somebody that's going to complain. Compl- you mean neighbor wise? Yeah. Because there'll know. be enough noise, enough stuff going on. There's going to be people going into that school to park. See the thing is, and the, and the cops are are going to be even pervy to that because they go and check. Mm-hmm. You don't think the police don't go check the schools? With my father-in-law there being chatty, like chatty Kathy, <laughs> on, <laughs> on, on my side of the street, I know people three yeah. houses up either way. Yeah, and they're good. And then on his side, I know you know Mike and I know Steve mm-hmm. and cousin over there. So we're good in the area. Yeah, it's just down at the entrance where uh, <laughs> that old lady that that was old lady us. that would watch everybody drive yeah. in, you know. And then people wouldn't use the gate. They just drive around the gate, mud flying, and <laughs> I mean, it is guilty. what it is. I mean, you know, <laughs> guilty. I mean, what's the worst that happens? Great Lakes Power knocks on the door, and yeah, <laughs> that's it. You know, whatever. But no, but I know what you're saying, Jim. But I'm talking. We're talking like racing, racing, right? Like we can't. 
Oh yeah, you guys we don't have a timing system. You know, we don't have yeah. this, that, and the other thing. It's well, no, it's it's, it's great uh, to have a place to go practice. It it, it yeah. it's amazing to have a place to go practice. That's what I have. It's awesome. Yeah. But to have a place where you can host an event. Oh no, we don't have that though. That's what. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I, what I'm I, saying. You look at someone like Ty Tessman. I use him as the example. World champion. They've got a small group. Like and, you said, it's not a big group of mm-hmm. people. And where's 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 his home track? In the basement of a furniture store. Well, during the winter, they've got an outdoor track. No, no, but, too, but it, yeah, it's, that's got a pretty sweet, sweet track there built. Quit taking away from my point. Well, no, I'm yeah. just. <laughs> you we can't gotcha. tell me somewhere in Sault Ste. Marie there, there isn't, isn't that ability. No, you're right. That I'm, somebody would be willing to make eighty, a hundred dollars a month. Yeah. You know, and and we, the three of us, know. The, a, three quarters of no, not three quarters. A quarter of the income would be from us three guys. Yeah, because well, we'd least. be there. We'd be there every week. We'd be paying our twenty bucks or twenty five bucks. We were, each. Anywhere between three and four classes. Jim runs like six. Mm-hmm. Like you know, Jim's like, how much do you pay when you race Jim? Forty, forty five bucks. You know, I mean, the prices don't need to be that expensive because no. you don't want to discriminate. But like I said, if it we was, had another class, think about it: thirty, yeah. thirty, that's sixty right there. His forty five. There's one hundred five bucks. So I'm saying, and that's one week. And that's if three racers showing up. That's three people. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Never mind if you get ten racers that show up regularly. That race at least. And if you two have a, and if each. you have a place that's willing to do it on a percentage base. Mm-hmm. Well, Think that's about it. it. Once a week, you get if you get like six guys that show up once a week that race two to three classes each. Even if it's two hundred bucks, let's just say you bring in two hundred bucks a week. Yeah. That's uh, eight hundred bucks a month. You give them twenty percent. I'd say even more than that. Twenty forty. Give them, yeah. Give them forty. It's their, what, it's their what place. Is, yeah. Give them forty percent. It's their insurance. It's Split all that. Split it with them. Fifty fifty. Uh, they even just that, yeah. they just made four hundred dollars to do what? Unlock a door. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know. Anyway, back to the gully track. <laughs> uh, Jim's like, okay, guys. So uh, bring your up. bring your thirty dollars with you tomorrow. Like yeah. I said, I've been sweeping it right. I bought one of them yeah. big ass brooms with the with the hard bristles, stiff br- bristles. <laughs> with the wire bristles. So I've been sweeping it. And it's so dry that it's cracking. It looks like a like a desert floor or mm-hmm. desert, you know. Yeah. And the stones now come up a little easier. So I, I literally I sweep it and I get a pile of stones. I get the flat shovel, scraping the, and like these stones. These, however they built that did, whole did area. Did the tarps make it through the winter? Oh yeah, didn't huh. even move. Nice. Didn't even move. So the the tarps are all covered with the. Weeds, I guess you'd say. I know it's a pretty look, pretty nice looking track. <laughs> for a backyard track, it's <laughs> for, for where it is and, and the, what it is. The yeah. straightaway, if you can picture that from the jump all the way left, there's still a little bit of grass there, green, but it's yellow, like it's just well, dead. Yeah. And then, then the clay underneath is all cracked, like nothing, nothing can grow there ever because of the shit I got. But now I got to sweep <laughs> that. But I'm looking at all the stones that are there. Like I, I've, I've taken off a million stones before that. Walking around with the shovel, flicking stones. Yeah, there's so many stones. So if you come there, it's a one eighth buggy or truggy track. I yeah, wouldn't. Don't, don't I wouldn't run my tent. tool drive yeah. until I get it to where I know. But the more I sweep it, the it goes down a layer of clay. It goes down a layer of clay, and then the, the, there's another rock. There's another rock. Yeah. So each time it rains, all these rocks they come up to the surface, or it's going down. So it's literally yeah. a million stones. No, it's it's sweet and it's only going to get better. And I mean, I think if we have some people get involved, it can become even better. It could. It's just. It's I mean, look at look at look at when it was just the three of us and we were kind of doing the let's build the jump here, get into oh man, 
I want Julian to build another Julian. I, I would like to get the Julian, uh, the Julian, <laughs> that, right right in front of the truck stand there. That jump was yeah, that, awesome. that would break up that that front straight that we get but a little crazy on. Not not, not on the front straight, on uh, the next straight down. That one, that shorter, that, that shorter that, version. I think it, it could go there, and you'd have enough to. Oh yeah. Go either way. You didn't go need, down. You, and, you didn't need a lot of pepper going in. You didn't want a lot of pepper going into that jump. No, because you no, you just you needed just the right <laughs> amount to get yeah, over man. it. Because yeah. there was a few times where you hit where you could hit that jump, and man, you were like, could you imagine if if Tyler, if Tyler would have oh, been at that Carter, last three with oh, that S with his, my, his techno, that dude, he would have been catching ten seconds of air time at least. <laughs> like that was just. Uh, has anybody seen Tyler's arse? Oh, there it is. It just landed. Never mind. Yeah, it just put a crater in the gym floor. <laughs> but no, I never called Julian to ask about that. I'm just because sure be of the wet spot. And well, where let, let's go do it right on. now because we know Julian listens to the podcast. Yes, he does. So, Julian. number one, Julian. I want a Julian. Jim wants your installed. Julian. Jim, Jim would installed. Like a, <laughs> Jim would like a Julian. What's a cost for the install, too? <laughs> means you got to hump it down the hill. And uh, so, what are we doing? Sunday, 6 o'clock? Uh, uh, what's going on Sunday? You guys can me? show up at 6. I'll be a quarter after 7. My wife's there. You, got, like, you guys can come anytime, right? Oh, yeah, Sunday's all right. I'm pretty sure. My wife works late. So. Yeah, I'm good on Sunday. I just got to make sure that I wear a toque and keep my ear covered. Sun doesn't set down there because the way the gully is yeah. open and the sun sets right there in the west. doesn't get dark till quarter after nine. Smoke a beer. So we'll say six o'clock. Me and you will be there, Matt. Yeah. We'll make just a little. Dress, dress for it. Wear your rubber boots. Wear your. I know I got over. rubber boots. My wife bought me some for Christmas. <laughs> wear your rattlebank dinner jacket. And, you know. <laughs> the what? <laughs> <laughs> Rattlebank dinner jacket. <laughs> it's a plaid coat. Holy hell! <laughs> well, well your fall the, bring my cigar. The red green jacket. The deer, 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 yeah. deer, 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 deer. <laughs> Couple batteries and bring a vehicle. And I gotta glue my truggy tires back to the ribs. Yeah, they were kind of coming off there yesterday. It was kind of cool. Had a real effect. Actually, you know what I even forgot to mention? Mm. We also got an interview with the guys from the dirt uh, racing. Oh yeah, you did that too. Yeah, the guys that go around there and travel all over. I caught them fresh off of the Thornhill uh, build and race. We should get them to come to the gym's track. Yeah. <laughs> Got good old... Uh, awesome. <laughs> that'd be freaking sweet, man. I, I believe that's Edwin Hartman's home uh, home track. So it goes shout out to uh, Dutch Oven Designs and Edwin. A, and he's the Dutch Oven, eh? Yeah. I had somebody on the Felicio book that was looking to have a massive vinyl made. Oh, really? And I couldn't remember. Uh, I, I lost it. I was going to... Edwin popped in my head, then I was on the smellular, and of course you can't tag a page from your phone. Oh, I know, which is stupid. Hello, Facebook, it is 2015, why can't I tag a page in a post? Oh, I'm sure they'll get that in about 15 updates from now. What a bunch of yahoos, man. <laughs> What's that guy's name that came up with that? Zuckerberg. Yeah, Zuckerberg. You need to stop eating so many bergs and get on the Zucker. I'll, uh, give me a million dollars and I'll just... Stop using your... Sh it just, you know, it blows my mind. Yeah, I know. How crappy the Facebook app for well, Android Because I don't use anything else. Okay, but here's the thing. You know what really irritates me with it? They make it worse every time they release another update. You can't go you, on the app. You can't tell it to show you the most recent posts. So there's times that I'll get on there and I'll see the same damn Well, no, post you can go in there. You can days. go through yeah. the settings. Well, no, I know. You can go down there and then you can click yeah. on it. But it's it, it should be the first... Freaking option. I know. I, I, I don't want to see the random from the last three days on my freaking face. I actually want to see chronological order over the I last know. six hours of stuff that my friends have posted. 
It's, Here we are bitching about Facebook. Jim doesn't have this damn problem because he's smart. Yeah, he doesn't have Facebook or a cell phone. Live in the woods. But, you know, it really is mind-blowing. <laughs> I, hope, you, I hope somebody <laughs> that is involved with Android Facebook development likes RCs and listens to this podcast and seriously listens to the point that the Facebook app for Android sucks. Yeah. Okay, you've gone backwards. They're working on it okay, right now. And then, and listen, and then the best thing is they'll tell you, we'll do it through your web browser. Okay, I don't care how big of a screen you have, unless you're on a 10-inch tablet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the Facebook mobile site is castrated, and you can only do so much. Then you change the desktop view on your phone. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. That's it. You're done. You, you just so you, Especially when you got sausage fingers. Like you yeah, know, like, oh, yeah, man. Freaking, no, dicks for fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you use that too. <laughs> or... Uh, Yogurt schlingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yogurt schlingers. Mike, you got pretty fired up there, eh? Yeah, that Facebook app. Oh, man. You have no idea how many times <laughs> I want to. <laughs> no, like, I want to. Kill show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the only uh, thing. That's, that's the only thing that the Facebook app for Android does good. It brings me to Cara Tompkins. Uh, here we go again. Oh, boy. Uh, God, I hope she listens to this, and I hope she's she... going to block your ass on Facebook. Yeah, she's going to be like, Creeper, who is this crazy Canadian? I think you're one of the least of her worries. Yeah, yeah you're here. good, Cara. I'm... Uh, I'm I'm six foot five. No. No. <laughs> no. Five, four on a good day? Yeah. yeah after, when I wake up in the morning, I'm, I'm five, six. Online. <laughs> By the time I go to bed at night, I'm 5'4 because my spine's compressed. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Uh, are, so. we, are we done? Done podcasting? I, th- I, I think so. I'm going to, like I said, I did an interview there with them, so we're going to insert it. Yeah, you'll just paste here, it in here there. at the end. And, uh, you know, I want to say, you know, thanks very much to obviously Joey and Aaron from the dirt racing for taking that time to talk to me. They were literally in their car on the way to the airport to go home. Um, and actually I think the, they just went out to New York and did the New York track as well. Sweet. So, uh, yeah, those guys are two real cool dudes and you know, uh, it's just, it's awesome. You know, I, I found out about them through uh, Proline did some videos like mm-hmm. from the DNC, the dirt nitro challenge. Right. Um, and, and if you haven't seen those videos, go on the Proline YouTube site, and find them where they did the DNC like special features. They did a couple of them a couple of years back to back, and it's just it's kind of cool. Like you, you actually see Aaron one year nice and cleanly shaven, and then in the next year's video, the guy's got a beard coming out like <laughs> he makes Duck Dynasty look like a bunch of schlebs. <laughs> like I'm telling you. And, and did, they you, just, did, did you ask them if that's their wives that model? No, for I, as the I, trophy girls. I didn't want to keep them too long because I knew they were in a cab. I knew they were on their way to the airport, and I was trying to. I was obviously here by myself. Mm-hmm. Because you were dying and I'm, you were working, one of the two or something like yeah. that. It was one of those last minute things, and <coughs> I just uh, I wanted to get it in because it, it was very to me. It's very right now in, in hey, RC. Matt, what are you doing there on Facebook? I'm doing nothing on Facebook. I'm trying to distract you. Who's who, whose profile did you just bring keep, up on keep, the Facebook? Keep, keep call, I'm ringing it up so you can see. <laughs> you notice I brought it up on the big screen that you can see and not on the laptop that only I can see. So, <laughs> oh, we're brutal, Kara. If your ears are burning right now, you know why. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with us? Matt's Matt's Facebooking you while we're sitting here talking. <laughs> oh god, it's all good. It's all good until someone's wife finds out, yeah. <laughs> or uh, girlfriend. What are you talking? Exactly. 
on that note, yeah. you got anything, Jim? Nothing. Mike? No. So we're going to aim for for a month? You figure you'll, well, you'll have all this back together in a month? Uh, That's the hope. I'm really all hoping right. that uh, deconstruction only takes about a week. I shouldn't take you a week to unplug all this. No, I don't mean this. I mean deconstruction of the entire room mm. and getting everything out. That's going to be gone. The wood pile's gone. Everything's getting painted. I'm going to put up some nice shelves. This table's actually going to get uh, put where that shelf is, kind of there instead. Are you uh, moving the uh, cat poop boxes? Uh, hopefully they're going to be un- ending up underneath the stairs. Got to build them their own box. What do you mean? Because they stink when your cat's coming crap when we're recording. Oh. We've actually been lucky tonight. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm surprised because <laughs> I made sure I had them nice clean litter too. <laughs> There's and... been no Vulcan Klingon uh, <coughs> maybe, cat dump. Maybe they haven't realized that I cleaned the litter for them. Holy man. I don't know. God, those cats stink. Sometimes. They're is all they are. Yes, yes, they are. E- even Tim. Tim's cat? I kid you not, the one night we go to record... No sooner does he hit record and he does his, hey, everybody, like his his opening, the cat, meow. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, my. But, yeah, I think that's pretty okay. much it. Yeah, just so everybody out there kind of has an idea. Of course, we want to thank everybody that supports us, that listens to us. You know, uh, <coughs> without you guys listening and, and supporting us, we wouldn't be doing you know, this. nothing. You know, so we appreciate that a lot. And, of course, to everybody that's. Helped us along the way, you know, Dutch Oven Designs, getting the shirts and... Gone Bananas. Gone Banana Racing Skins with tires. You know, and again, I have to say it, MIP, Matt Olson, thank you so much. Hey, don't forget there's two other guys that are part of the podcast. Oh, well, no, you got Yeah, that but too. it wasn't an MBM podcast You got podcast that too, deal. Tim's, eh? Yeah. yeah. Well, just remember there's two <laughs> other guys that... Uh, <laughs> We'll have them on pretty soon. <laughs> That'll help promote uh, your products. It, it's just, again, it's one of those things that's very oh, that's much awesome. so appreciated. And, and Heath, a cow RC, I cannot forget to mention him. Actually. His products are amazing. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, and if you need to, you know, if you need to do a full teardown on one of your race rigs, or even not a race rig, just any RC you have, get get the, the Moo Slick and the Moo Clean to clean it. Like, you, you're not going to regret it. And, you know, I know I sound like I'm trying to sell his products, but at the end of the day... Oh, they sell themselves, though, man. That's it. And and to me, I owe him so, so much because that Moo Clean saved a lot of my equipment when I had that water issue down here that was mixed with grease, and it was a damn mess. And <laughs> without that stuff, I probably would have cried. It literally sprayed it on, wiped it off, it cleaned it up. Saved my radio because my radio even got doused in it. So... And I've had no issues. So yeah. I, as far as I'm concerned, that's all it had to do for me. And it's sold. Done. But if you haven't gotten it, check it out. CowRC.com. The other thing that we didn't mention was um, that X, those X6 servos from MKS that I got. Oh, yeah. You got those. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, let's just elaborate <laughs> on those beauties for a second. Those things are some serious uh, piece of works. I put, uh, the, put the one in the uh, RC8.2E. Yeah. And man, that like you could move walls, <laughs> like it is unreal. And the speed, the power, it is just like not are they only beautiful looking. Like it, it almost hurt me to put it into something. I was like, man, this thing is shiny, beautiful, <sighs> machined piece of aluminum. <laughs> yeah, they they are they are and, super uh, nice. I'll tell you, if you're looking for a, be great in a crawler. Yeah, those would be awesome in crawlers. You know, anything eight scale where you, where you, especially in the truggies where you're trying to 
steer those massive, massive tires, tires around. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you can you can put cinder blocks for tires, and that those servos will turn those things like. Well, this is what I love about MKS is they not only have awesome servos like that that are you know just up there with the just similar similar yeah, ones just like as good as from a the high end yeah, exactly or, or the spectrum they're in the same price range to me they're better yeah that's my personal opinion not yeah we're not know. paid to say that <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's what it is but at the same time they also have budget minded servos in 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 oh well, yeah they got the they got thirty forty dollar servos well but I'm not even talking about like their DS series like the DS twelve twenty twelve thirty twelve forty the twelve fifties those servos are seventy nine bucks US oh yeah and they and, and in my opinion better they, than a Spectrum better than a Futaba exactly better than the Protex because I replaced my Protex with the uh, with those MKSs and I replaced a Protex and a Spectrum with yep. them as well. And I have not regretted it since doing mm-hmm. it. And, and again, for the price point wise, and that's why I say is, you know, people can't sit there and say, oh, they're talking about $190 servo in the X6, blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. Y- if you can't afford an X6, you don't have to put an X6 no, in it. Exactly. You can get a DS1220 that'll go in an eight scale truggy yep. and still sling the tires around. The thing's yep. rated at like 400 and some ounces at 6.6 volts. Like the thing's insane. What are those, what are those X6s? Look them up quick. Oh, they're uh, it yeah. is ridiculous. Like I mean, you could tow, <laughs> you could use it as a as a winch, because the things are the cyclic or whatever. The thing just turns forever. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it is just Jim. On top, it is amazing. And actually, the, I believe I seen on the Europe, uh, not the year the, the the one MKS. Yeah, site, China or whatever the Chinese the China one, June first, the super low profile X six is. Yeah, I know. I saw that picture too. So you got the five ninety nine, right? Yeah, I think so. So this is what's beauty about this. You don't have to run this thing at eight point four. No. Nope. You can run it at six volts, seven point four, and eight point four. So these are the, the speeds. Six volts is point eleven. Seven point four is point oh nine and eight point four is point oh eight. Here's the torque. <laughs> at six volts, it's four hundred and sixteen. That's ounces, eh? Yeah, ounces. <laughs> At 7.4 volts, it's 527, <laughs> and at 8.4, it's 583. <laughs> now that, and again, that's the reason why the, these servos are more expensive is because they have brushless motors. They're, you know, there's not a. I don't think there's a piece <coughs> of plastic on the like. No, the they, entire case is everything's aluminum. There, yeah. There's no plastic. Um, they're 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 just t- titanium alloy gearing. You know, they got double ball bearing deals. Brushless motors, you know, it's it's unreal. When you hold that thing in your hand, yeah, they are a thing. Of you beauty. were just like, this is a sexy yeah. piece of hardware. Like, like, like I said, it killed me to put it into the into the buggy because it was like this thing's gonna get dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know? but like, again, if you're a budget-minded racer and you're building, yeah. say you've spent your entire budget on the kit, on your motor and ESC, on your batteries, on your receiver. You know, you're not trying to break the bank by buying a $200 servo because mm-hmm. maybe that's next year's deal. Get a DS1220. Yep. They're not stupid fast. They, they're they 0.14, which isn't the end of the world. What did you put in? What You used 30s and I put in 40s, I think. I think right? I, no, I think I put in... Or 50s and I went 40s? I think... Yes. I think yeah. that's what we did. You went with the 40s, I went with the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> and I only went that route because I wanted them to be a little faster. Yeah, and I found even the even the 40s and I was slowing them down. down. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that being said, <laughs> yeah, we'll just let everybody go. But yeah, just a couple of things. Yeah, that, MKS, uh, check them out. And you know, yeah, Thomas from MKS Servos USA, I believe. Yeah, MKS Servo USA uh, on the web. Uh, like, just you Google know, it. You'll the find guy's it. cool guy, man. Unbelievably easy to talk to. There, there's a couple of manufacturers actually I need to thank that were really good um, to the local club. Yes. Um, Venom, Venom and was Atomic. A huge one. They were huge. They sent a bunch of batteries. Um, AKA another huge one. You know, they sent one of the new tire punches, a bunch of tires, glue. Um, just a bunch of beautiful stuff yeah associated you know they sent some hats they sent a bunch of other stuff again pro line sent a bunch of gift certificates dutch oven design sent some more certificates for shirts without you guys supporting that the club and, and you know donating that stuff there wouldn't be stuff for the racers oh man there was a there was a lot of happy people people yeah. you know take it from us that were at that race uh watching people get things you know, there was, there was a lot of smiles. Yeah, it was awesome. It you was know, awesome. It's good to know, and I think for the manufacturers to get that little bit of feedback. Hopefully yeah. they're listening. Well, what I'm going to make sure as I do is I send them an email with this link and just let yeah. them know at the end of it there was a thank you mentioned. Yeah, because sure. Because, you know, how, how else do you do that without going in and, you know, of course with everyone that agreed to send stuff, I thank them in an email, but... I just wanted to take a moment Another to do thing, it because I was really involved with getting that stuff. Oh, yeah, you were. Yeah, you, and, were the, and, you were the man on that. And I want to make sure that it, it is so, so much appreciated because they don't have to do stuff like that. And I get their company, and that's just companies do that kind of – but they don't have to. No. At the end of the day, they don't. So it's 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 super appreciated. The other thing that uh, me and you have bounced off each other, Matt, is doing a fund me for the podcast. Like a GoFundMe, yeah. Yeah. I'd be interested to get some feedback from anybody listening. Shoot us a Facebook message. Well, because I was kind of thinking of doing it kind of with a twist. If they donated a certain amount, yeah, we'd send them a shirt, shirt or something. You know, send a fifty dollar. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like fifty dollars, we'll send you a shirt. Shirt. And with that money, I mean, I guess we can't really say right now what we would do with it. But it would be you know upgrades for some of the equipment we have. I know the mixer board that we're using right now, we get by with. It, it's limited. It does it does know, its job, um, but it's limited. But like the one you're looking at is like, what, 600 bucks? No, I think it's like three. Oh, it's not that. Okay, I thought it was more. Three or four, three nine, you know, nine maybe. And I mean, a lot of this has come right out of Matt's pocket. Yep. And uh, But it, I wanted to do it. Oh, and, yeah. and I'm fine with that. I, d- I didn't mind spending the money on this equipment because I've wanted to do yeah. this. And... And it works. It's just there's more we could do. Uh, you know, another example would be like I've I've typically bring my computer with me, mm-hmm. but we don't have another input, right? Well, that's it, and that's so, where the other board would come in handy. I'd have more inputs. inputs. There's for more that we could stuff. do. You like know. when I wanted to play that the the, the Eddie Eddie interview, I had to unplug. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> moving one, cables yeah. live, you know. <laughs> And little things so. like that. We've talked about going, doing video, streaming video. And we'd be able to do that if we, like, and that's the other thing, you know, pay for. It would be awesome if we could gain enough money to get the board upgraded. Maybe Upgrade the Podbean thing, eh, to have video. To have video and stuff like that. And again, right now I pay for it out of my pocket, and mm-hmm. that's fine. I'm not asking people to pay for it. I'll continue to pay for it and provide you guys with the product. Mm-hmm. It's just, I know sometimes fans out there would love to, to, to see more from things, and sometimes if they... Let's be real here. I got two kids. I got a wife. You got a kid. Oh, yeah, Jim's got yeah. kids. Wife. Exactly. It's, you know, 
when you say, "Hey, honey, I'm gonna," it's like, yeah. <laughs> "I know you're not." Yeah. <laughs> you, you know. So it's just an idea, and I, I'd, I'd be interested to just even get some <laughs> feedback from anybody. You know, if yeah, that's, send us an email, podcast at gmail Yeah, or on our Facebook uh, page, yeah, you can message. Facebook. If or you think it's a crazy idea, or if it's an awesome idea, yeah. if you think we're just ludicrous. <laughs> I mean, I guess the biggest thing would be is is it would always go back into the podcast. Absolutely, you know, yeah. There's no uh, any, any of us benefiting from it, um, you know, or you know, going to the casino and spending fifty bucks. Not likely. Well, that would be a bad idea if we made more money, but. <laughs> oh, we'll get uh, we'll get Jim. We'll get Jim out. out there. I hear Jim's quite the pioneer. <laughs> He's looking at us in like, the triple your money. F- <laughs> I'm gonna throw something at you too. All right, I'm going to stop talking because if not, uh, we're never going to finish this podcast. I think we did pretty good. It says time recorded, an hour and two minutes, but that that's since we paused it. Nice. So I think we had an hour and 21. Hot so, dog. So I had another 20-minute thing deal to it. and So this is us saying goodbye, but stay tuned for the short interview I did with the boys from The Dirt Racing. And, of course, check them out on Facebook. And I know Joey does mention... Um, their new webpage and everything like that. And again, thanks to those guys for taking time to talk to us and give them, give them a ton of support. I hope one day we can go to the DNC, the three of us and meet those guys. And they actually were telling me, I kid you not. People actually go to the DNC and don't even race. They just go there for that week as vacation. Really? eh? Because the, the environment, like just because they make it. It's a good time. eh? Man, for the most part, from my understanding, Aaron hangs out in a sea can doing tech inspections and and if that guy's that happy go lucky all the time, <laughs> guy's got it made. Guy's got it made. He's a cool dude. Both of them are really cool. And one day I hope to meet them both personally. And we're going to be having lots of interviews coming up. I've been talking to MRT and my laps because nice. you know why I'm talking to those two. So I'm going to put some things, <laughs> some lay some some controversy to rest with those. Yeah, interviews. that was a that was a good conversation on the Felicia oh book. That God, day. man, people are just so out to left field. Get, I get it. People are fanboys. Jim's a TLR fanboy. We're associated fanboys. But never in a million years am I going to tell Jim that what TLR does is wrong. TLR does you, what TLR wants to do. When pigs have wings, they'll fly. Oh, God, I tell you. So, yeah, there's going to be lots of cool stuff coming up. I've talked to Chris at RC Tracks Las Vegas. We're going to have him on sooner than later. Um, just working on a bunch of little things. You know, it's It's crazy. I don't even want to think about how much time I spend on it. I'm going to just stop right there. (laughs) Good night. Good night, guys. Have a good one. We're out. Are you looking for a custom t-shirt, hoodie, pit mat, or even custom vinyl for your house or home? Look no further than Dutch Oven Designs. They take pride in giving you the highest amount of detail in your design that is possible. All this while offering their products at a reasonable cost. Dutch Oven Designs. Quality is just a standard for them. Okay, so we're back here from our break. And on with me is Joey. And Joey, I hope I don't say your last name wrong. Is it Christensen? Yes, it is. Oh, I nailed it. Look at that. From, uh, yeah. if you guys don't know, he's from The Dirt Racing. Um, it's an honor to talk to you, Joey. Like, I've, I've followed what you've been doing 
uh, for the last few years. Obviously, with uh, Proline doing their series of videos with you guys every time the DNC comes around. Yep. You know, a lot of people have been able to see kind of what goes on for that. And I could just imagine, you know, those videos are 13, 15 minutes long in that range. And I don't even think they cover like a tenth of really what you guys are going through. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're awesome videos. It's, uh, it's a cool project to do with those guys. And I think it kind of lets people see uh, how much fun it is and all the stuff that we get to, to do to prepare for the races. And I think it's a good way to kind of see, see what we're up to. Yeah. And I, I enjoy I enjoy it from the the aspect of like you know I've only been into the whole RC, uh, wanting to race and and stuff like that for probably about the last four and a half five years and and you know I, I had a little bit of involvement in redoing a a, a local outdoor track uh, a couple of years back and you know the amount of work that went into just the little bit that we did I was you know like people have to have to understand the amount of work that you guys do and the time frames that you guys do it in is, is amazing in itself. Well, thanks. Uh, yeah. It's, when we first, when I first started, I just was doing it with my dad. Like a lot of people get in the hobby. It's something to do with their, their dad. They race together. And uh, for whatever reasons, it progressed into me owning my own track. And I didn't have a tractor at the time, but you know, as a young kid, we raced bicycles. He could build jumps and, and so we were good at it. We had a little rototiller, but after you realize how big those jumps have to be and, and how much dirt has to get moved, and I was a young guy, my back started hurting, I realized, man, we, we need a tractor. And fortunately, we were able to acquire a small tractor. And you definitely have an incentive to learn how to use that tractor to cut down on the amount of shoveling that has to happen. Cause I didn't want my back to hurt as I was getting older. And so I, we've gotten good at those tractors and been able to, makes that happen on as fast as we can do it on short notice and it's worked out pretty good so far so how so i guess the whole thing really started for you back in 99 right yeah for sure yep okay so so back then um like at that point like that's that's what you mean like were you building tracks prior to that or did you nope uh, i had the you know just like any young kid we grew up kind of out in farm country and we had motorcycles and bicycles and off-road buggies and trucks. And so I had, like, you know, a racing background. I raced BMX and I raced motorcycles at my high school. And then uh, after a little while, my dad just had a guy that worked for him that had an RC car. And he we looked, went and checked it out and watched the races. And we thought, man, that looks really fun. So uh, he and I got into it that way. And I didn't have any track boating experience. And I didn't get into RC cars with any uh, intent to to be a track owner or a track builder or anything like that. I just was did it because it was super fun to race and it's a great hobby and something you can do with your with your dad and your friends and it just so happened that the place we were racing the the guys that were owned that were getting a divorce, the guy and the guy and gal. And so then we would show up with all of our brand new equipment all excited and they would fight the whole time and then they would leave and we wouldn't be able to race. And at the time uh, I was able to maybe make an offer on the place and and uh, they were eager to get out of it so for not much, we took over this track, and all of a sudden, mainly just because we wanted to have a place to race that wasn't getting shut down every time because they were fighting. So out of necessity, just to have our own little spot, you know, we uh, I got into owning my own track, and then from there, like, I have an artistic background, a sculpture background, and and uh, plus being able to build jumps as a kid with bicycles and motorcycles, it seemed like a natural uh, thing to get into. And it, we got all the local races in Southern California to come out. A lot of the big names were out there, and they started coming out to it. And we held the Nationals right away, and we I started a series with ProLine, the Southern California Saturday Series we did for eight years. And 
we started the Nitro Challenge that first year in 2000. We had 100 entries, and it just kind of grew from there. And now you're traveling all over the place building tracks for all kinds of different people. Yeah, for for the first, like, you know, eight years of owning the, the track, I had named it The Dirt because in it where I lived, the town was nothing but dirt. <laughs> and so uh, for the first eight years or so, I lived right by the track, and it was just, you know, we raced every Wednesday, every Friday, and every Saturday, and it got to be, you know, 200 races a week out there. And so I was really busy doing that. And I wasn't able to, to be away from it because, you know, owning your own track takes a lot of uh, grooming and making sure the place is nice. But uh, at the end of me, my, me owning the track, uh, a lot of people saw how successful it was in Southern California, and they opened up a whole bunch of tracks. So it kind of cut down on people driving really far to where my track was because they opened tracks in closer areas to where everybody lived. And so it was, seemed like a great time to get out of it. And, and right when I got out of owning my own track, uh, all of a sudden, people said, hey, can you come to build a track where I'm at? And we got some international phone calls. We went to Barcelona, Spain first. And then when people saw that I could travel, it just opened the doors for uh, a lot of people that didn't realize that there was somebody that could come build them a track. And so, yeah, it was it was exciting. It was an exciting time. I went from, you know, staying every day at my own track to where people wanted me to come and, and build them a track. And then that turned into putting on races. And then we did, like, you know, the Dirt uh, Nitro Challenge in Brazil. We did the Dirt Nitro Challenge in Sweden, the Dirt Nitro Challenge in Italy. We've gotten to, me and my buddy Aaron, he's my right-hand man that helps me. So on those long trips, you know, we travel together. It's fun to take your friends with him. We come on those races. It's been really, it's been awesome. Something I never expected to happen, that's for sure. Yeah, funny you mentioned Aaron. Watching the transformation from uh, 2013 to 2014 from no beard to a beard is... Uh... <laughs> It's awesome. <laughs> it's 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 such a it's such a change. It's kind of funny because uh, I think you posted a picture with him where he wasn't wearing his sunglasses, and it's almost like you have to do a double take. It's like oh, you almost don't recognize you guys without those sunglasses on sometimes. Totally, yeah, it's, yeah. It's kind of a uniform at some point because you're out in the dust and the dirt, and you get that bandana because when you're out there building those tracks and all that exhaust, you know, you don't suck in all that dirt and keeps your neck from getting sunburned and can cover up and hide from the dust. It's kind of turned into a little bit of a uniform. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to say, I really like your guys, the shirts you guys wear, like those button-down work shirts. I know that's what really the best thing to wear when you're doing the kind of work you guys are doing, but the just the look of them is, is so clean. I know that sounds yeah. kind of odd because you're playing in dirt all day, but, but it's just yeah. such a clean look. You know, like to me it looks – and seems like you guys put a little bit of thought into, you know, your appearance, even though you're out there working in dirt and, and you know, getting yeah. dirty, you're still thinking about people's perception of you guys. Sure. I think that, uh, I think it goes a long way. It's like anything you want to put your best foot forward. And if you're trying to, uh, present something, you know, even <laughs> especially the pictures of it and the way it looks, and I want it to look cool and the photographs to look neat. And, you know, the shirts are kind of out of necessity, like you're out in the sun all day long and, and it keeps you from getting burnt, for one. And when you're on a tractor and shoveling dirt, it keeps the dirt off of you. Because most of the times, either we're staying with somebody who's nice enough to let us stay at their house. You know, the worst thing to do is come off at the end of the day and just get in their shower and have it just be black everywhere. So <laughs> you can keep yourself covered, like long sleeve shirt and hat. Like, so you throw your clothes in the corner and, and not destroy somebody's place. So, you know, it's a dual purpose. It's It looks cool, plus it keeps the sun off of us and keeps the dirt off. And when you're out there for two or three weeks straight, you know, it, it gets to... It's pretty dirty, so 
But I'm glad you like it. Yeah, we like them too. We, every time we go to the track, it, that's the one shirt everyone wants to buy. It's like, oh, how can I buy those shirts? And we kind of have them custom made. You know, Robert Ibon over at Upgrade, he does a great job for us and designs a lot of that. I buy the shirts and then he, you know, prints them all. And he does a great job. So I'm glad you like them. Thanks. Yeah, no, no, no problem. Like I said, I. I just I've no I like I noticed them in the first video that I watched a while ago uh, like the Proline video and you know you had the big round uh, the dirt logo and then obviously you guys changed them a little bit um, from that point on like I said I'm I've just always been a fan of of button downs I, I'm a bigger guy myself so button downs make yeah. uh, make me not look so round <laughs> <laughs> I like it that's good it's so I noticed you guys obviously just got done o- over at Thornhill Racing Circuit. Yep. Uh, and funny enough, I, I know Edwin Hartman from that area. Um, yeah, great guy. Yeah, I, I love Edwin. He's obviously been really good to the podcast and, you know, hooks uh, hooks me up with shirts and stuff like that. And, and cool. uh, you know, he was actually, he for a while, he lived up in the area that I live in. Um, oh, cool. Well, kind of. I'm from Canada, but he was in northern Michigan, uh, which isn't very far at all from where I live. So it's kind of, you know, a small world really. For me, anyway, yeah. in the art, especially with RC, I've been noticing more and more that it's just it's such a small community. You don't realize how small it is, even though it seems like it's big. Right. If that makes any sense whatsoever. But I want to ask you yeah. about the whole Thornhill. Whose idea was it to do a shotgun start? Uh, it's funny that we were just talking about it. But, I mean, I've been up to Thornhill like the last three years in a row from when it very first started. Uh, Chris Allison, the guy who owns Thornhill, he, he had called and... and said, you know, I, I want you to come and build us kind of a European-style track with a little bit of an American flair. <laughs> and so we're like, yeah, we can do that. And, and so we, we flew out here and uh, at the track, part of Chris's family, you know, they, they live there trackside, and they're great people. They host us, and they put us up, and we're there every day. And after the after the building is over and we're in the evening time having dinner, you know, one of the hobbies that they like to do is to shoot guns. They live on a beautiful property, and, and it was kind of fun because... You know, Texas folks, are, they're good with guns. They have guns as part of their culture. You know, in Southern California, it's not that you're not able to have guns like that. So, But both Aaron and I grew up shooting guns, so it was kind of fun because uh, I feel like they were a little surprised that, uh, you know, they could throw the bottle up and we could shoot it. So that was kind of like we bonded there at some point where, where the California kids weren't, weren't so bad after all. They could shoot guns. And so we, we had a great time shooting guns last year. And then this year... We, we thought about doing it last year, but uh, we just didn't have time to do it. And uh, Tracy, Chris's sister, she lives she lives here. It's funny, out of all the people at Gribble, to, while we're having the race, Tracy goes over and says, Joe, you got to do a shotgun start. I'm like, well, do we have a shotgun? Before I can finish, she holds hands this big black shotgun, shells and all. I said, yeah, we got it right here. So it was, it was awesome. We ran out there, and people were really excited about it. Yeah, the shotgun start was amazing. I posted a little video of it yesterday on Facebook in the morning, and this morning there's like 12,000 views of that shotgun video. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, like like I said, it was awesome. It's it's one of those things where, you know, over the last like two years, I've really started. Uh, wanting to race on a little bit more of a serious note you know the reality is i'm i'm 30 years old i'm a father of two you know i have a a i shouldn't say nine to five but i have a you know a day job quote unquote so you know me being a a professional will never happen but there there are certain things on my list of of places to go and race um and, and you know the dnc i'm not lying and i'm not blowing smoke up your butt to try and you know be cool while i'm interviewing you 
I want to make it to that race. I, I don't know when it'll be. I hope it goes on for years to come, so that way I'm not going, oh, crap, i got to get my crap together and get out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I have to make it to it. Like, it's just, again, my hat's off to yeah. you guys, you and Aaron, because I, like you said, Aaron's your, your right-hand man. The amount of work that you guys put into this stuff, I can tell right off the hop that what you guys do, you love doing it, and, you know, you love making everybody have a blast while they're there and, and to me, those are just massive, massive things that I'd love to try and be part of. Oh, well, thanks. It's really nice. Yeah, we'd love to have you out. And like like you say, we, we hope that that race continues on for, you know, maybe longer than we, we're around. We, we like doing it. It's got a good history, and, and a lot of great people are involved in that. And it's fun to see people come from all over the world. They take their vacation time and their hard-earned money. And it's cool to see that they put it towards something that we're doing. It makes you feel like you're doing something right. And, you hope that it continues, and yeah, that's awesome. I hope to see you out there one of these days. Oh, don't worry. I'll I'll make sure I make it very clear that I'm coming. I like to I like to announce because I'm such a, a a nobody. Hey, I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. Well, <laughs> you know, there's a small group of the pros that come, and then the rest of them are guys just like you. Some of them are good. Some of them aren't good at all. Some of them aren't good at all. Some of them they have the dirt from the the year before at the at the Nitro Challenge. They keep the same dirt on there. They just come out to hang out. They're like, we take our vacation. We come out here to hang out with you guys. Have some fun, play some horseshoes, just visit. We race a little if we can, and I like that it's not just a race. You know, it's, it's kind of a, a community, like you say, a small niche community. It's fun to see people year after year, and they all come together to have a good time. And I feel like this year at Thornhill was kind of like that as well. We had a little bit of rain, and then, you know, uh, it was obviously Mother's Day, and yeah. the turnout not always as, as uh, some people like more people around, but I never really care how many people there. It's just fun to get everybody together and we have a good time we hang out afterwards shoot shotguns <laughs> so the the rain likes to follow you doesn't it yeah it follows us everywhere so <laughs> i don't know i guess it's always green where we go <laughs> <laughs> there you go so what do you guys yeah. got on your uh schedule coming up here uh, like i know you were saying you guys are kind of all over the place so what's the the next big one for you guys well, the, the U.S. Pro Cup is in its second year. I haven't advertised it too much just because I, I want to make sure that we go to all these tracks and get the races under our belt before you invite, you know. It's like a, it's like a soft opening for a restaurant. You want to just make the small group and make sure you've got everything in order. But it's in the, its second year, and this is race number two out of four. The next stop will be July at St. Louis Dirt Burners. Josh Dealer's in charge of the track over there. So that's stop number three on the U.S. Pro Cup Tour. The finals will be uh, it's every other month, so the finals will be in September at the Thunder Alley there in Southern California, where they've had the Nationals before. It's a great facility. And aside from that, the series race to be just have regular track builds. Next week will be in uh, in uh, New York for um, for the New York Classic, I think that it's called. And uh, Rohan Grant and Jerome. JTQ from uh, Canada. They're putting on a race together, so I'm going to build a track for that. That's uh, the race I'm excited about. So next week will be New York. Oh, very nice. So the, the Canadian one, which, uh, wh where in Canada is that one? Well, it, it's not the Canadian one, but the, the Quebec Classic, which Jerome put on last year. It was a great race. Uh, it's the same guy, but he's, he's teaming up with a guy in, um, in New York, and so Jerome's coming down into New York. And they're keeping up on promoting this, uh, like, New York Classic race. Okay, 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 yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. Hey, man, you guys are all over then. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, we're busy, and 
everything's good. Awesome. Well, I know you're currently on your way to the airport, if I recall correctly, right? Yeah, yeah. We uh, we finished the race here at Thornhill, the Lone Star Challenge. We finished the day early just to ensure that we could get all the mains in because we were worried about the rain. So we gave Aaron and I a day off. So we kind of went out last night in Austin, had some fun, listened to some live music. So we got to experience Texas and all the nice people. And so now today we're getting a ride to the, to the airport to fly back to Los Angeles kind of get back to the grind and get ready for whatever comes up next. Awesome, awesome. Well, Joey, do me a favor. Say hi to Aaron for us over at the NBM Podcast. And, you know, like I said before, keep doing what you guys are doing. It's awesome. Um, I'm definitely going to stay in tune. If you maybe want to take the chance right now just to uh, maybe let everybody know where to find you guys or find out information about the dirt racing and and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Here, I'm going to say hi right now. Say hi, Aaron. Yeah, Canada. Oh, Canada. <laughs> Aaron's right here. He's been listening the whole time. He's got a smile on his face. So he definitely awesome. says hi. And uh, you can find out what we're up to. I mean, we have an Instagram page, a Facebook page, and a website. The Instagram is The Dirt Racing altogether. The Facebook page is The Dirt, and then a space, and then racing. And then our new website is thedirt.us. And uh, you can find out all the information there, or you can just Google the dirt, or however you want to do it. I think type in RC cars, and at some point, one of our pictures will pop up. You can check out what we're up to. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so since Aaron's there with you guys, I'm going to ask you guys to do something that's a little more unique than I've had uh, every other interview we've done. Um, for the most part, I ask everybody just to give us, you know, uh, in your case, it'd be, you know, I'm Joy from the Dirt Racing, and you're listening to the MBM podcast. Uh, maybe if you and Aaron want to do one. Yeah, MBM, like uh, Moose, Buck, and Mike. <laughs> Moose, Buck, and Mike. M-P-M. Yeah. M-P-M. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'll do that right now. Okay. Hey, this is Billy Christensen from the Dirt Racing, and this is Aaron Webb from the Dirt Racing, and you're listening to MPM Podcast. Oh, awesome. You guys are too cool. I appreciate t- taking the time to t- chat with us. Um and yeah, like I said, just keep doing what you guys are doing. If you ever uh, want to have a chat or or reach out or you know talk with us, feel free. We're we're down to have you guys on whenever. Yeah, we love it. We're we're glad to be a part of your podcast. And uh, anytime you you want to have us on there and have some goofy goofy stuff to talk about, we're always down. So even if we're in the middle of the tractor, we'll stop it and do it. We, we love it. So thanks so much for having us. And uh, cheers. I hope to see you soon. Yeah, for sure. Take care, guys. All right. Bye. 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 Well, there you have it. Joey Christensen and Aaron Webb from the Dirt Racing on the MBM podcast. Uh, I have to say those guys were uh, two really cool dudes to chat with, and uh, hopefully we get the opportunity to talk to them in the future and see what they've been up to at that time. Anyway, we'll be back after this next break. <laughs> 